Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Movie Dicks Podcast. I'm Gabriel Chavez. And I'm Paul Schendel. Today, we are joined again by our friend, Trip Townsend. Say hello, Trip. Hello, everybody. First and foremost, may the 4th be with you. It is May 4th, even though we recorded this way back in March. So enjoy this episode. This episode is unedited, unscripted. We're just going to complain about this movie, or rather, these two guys are going to complain about this movie, and I'm going to do my best to tell them that they're full of shit. Anyway, so Trip previously co-hosted our episode 6 podcast for the absolute dumping ground that is Congo 26 episodes ago. Let me ask you this, Trip. Have you listened to all 26 episodes since then? I have not all 26. I have definitely caught a couple. I really enjoyed the, uh, um, the uh, what was the last one? The Leprechaun uh, St. Patrick's Day one. <laughs> uh, thank you for reminding everybody that you should uh, not be drinking as much as some people do. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch Justice League by chance? I did watch Justice League. Did you I, uh, to our special episode that we sent out that week? I <laughs> caught some snippets of it. Um, I think if I would have been co-hosting that, I would have been fighting both of you guys. Really? <laughs> so you liked it. I'm, That's a thing. I am a nerd. I like, I, I like Star Trek. I like Stargate SG-1. I'm still working my way through Battlestar Galactica. That is my black spot. I, I like Star. I love Star Wars, like Lord of the Rings. You name it, I'm there. Um, so yeah, no, I, 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 I will like take Justice Zack Day. Snyder's. I will take Zack Snyder's cut over Whedon's <laughs> any day of the week. So wait, how does, that what square love <laughs> how, do you, how does that square with your fucking uh, love of Josh Whedon and blowing him over Firefly all these years? I, I think everybody grows. I think Whedon did things, and as recent light comes out, it, it is a little bit tarnished, but I do think that when you take a look at what Whedon did with Justice League and what Snyder did with Justice League, if you want to narrow it down to a couple of particular parts, like Cyberborg, Cyborg's backstory, like if you mm-hmm. Marvel... So I guess, and I know we're talking about Star Wars, but I'm going to break into here. <laughs> Marvel had an entire lead up of these are these characters, right? Here are their backstories. Here are who they are. DC was trying to get on board. They were trying to rush it a little bit, trying to get their feet underneath them. Zack Snyder, if he had been allowed to do what he did, break his thing into two parts and cut 30 minutes right, of slow-mo out wait, of it. Just, just stop for a second, because he it wasn't that he wasn't allowed to do anything. Like, his daughter died and he had to leave the production. This wasn't the studio stepping in and not allowing him to do something. No, no, 100%. And I it, allow him is more of a, if life had allowed him. This, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm sure the studio would have been behind him, and I think we would have all been... Um, it, 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 the product and the universe that it would have launched would have been great. What happened with him? Incredible. There's no other word to describe it. I can't imagine going through that. I understand why he had to leave. He should hundred percent, right? you know, but if he had been allowed if if this if Joss Whedon's Justice League were in an alternate timeline now, thank you DC. They do that all the time. They should continue to do that with Zack Snyder verse. But 
alternate timeline where he was able to finish that, break it into two parts, one and a half, maybe two hours a piece, a little less slow-mo, definitely no Icelandic singing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you break that in, then you're able to establish these characters and give them starting off points for all their individual movies. Then okay. Cyborg is able to have an individual movie. Aquaman, individual movie makes sense. It's not like, wait, he went to... He went to Atlantis, but then he <laughs> never has been to Atlantis. But somehow he's got a trident and some armor from Atlanteans. What? <laughs> so don't have the male gaze of like, oh, here's Wonder Woman. And she's this, you know, yeah, no, for sure. She's this badass woman in all the comics. She's a leader. But no, she's a, you know, she's a woman that needs to be kind of there for the emotional to help back no fuck off wonder <laughs> woman is a badass she shows yeah. up she protects people from a fucking assault rifle and i'm sorry when that motherfucker puts her two braces together it's a fucking missile going off it's not a slap in the face it's a i'm gonna level a fucking building and deafen everybody in the room and permanently <laughs> scar a little girl who's watching some villain turn to ash and rain down fucking debris all over cops, yeah, causing right. fucking head injuries and nerve damage. And yeah. when all she needed to do was jump at him for a tenth of a second and grab him and rip his fucking spine out like the predator, but she didn't do that because she wanted to style stylish it up a little bit, get her kill count in a little bit differently. Yeah. You guys ever she met someone? And you are confident in yourself and your abilities, and then you realize that you're like completely outclassed. That's <laughs> what happened with Trip's level of star, like Star Wars nerdism. <laughs> and when I met him, because I thought I was a Star Wars nerd, but like he's like so far out there. I'm like, God damn, I, I was a nerd, but now I'm just a poser, <laughs> fucking poser. Go back. To I, fucking I will. I do feel bad. I, I've lost it a little bit. There, there are much. I, 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 I am a, a dabbler. I, I don't want to because there are people there that are diehard, and I love them to death. And I, I love dabbling into Wikipedia. I'm a dabbler. <laughs> I am nowhere near a connoisseur. But thank you, Paul. That that is that oh. that is heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, we can get more into this lore and shit later, but anyway, today we examine the absolutely fantastic Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi, a.k.a. Gabe enjoys a good film while two haters try to shit down my mouth with their opinions <laughs> rather than facts. Your alternative facts will not work on me, fellas. This movie is fucking gold. That being said, my disclaimer this week is very different. I love this movie. I will not say it's the best upon my umpteenth viewing of this film, but it is really goddamn high up there for me despite what these men say about it. And that has changed since the last time you guys talked to me about it, back when we were talking on episode six, which is I was saying that I thought that this was the best out of all of them. And after watching it quite a few times in between, it has dropped down a few few places for sure. Same thing oh. with this last viewing that I did this last week. It dropped down another place for me. Now you're, you know, I you're do putting love it. Force Awakens above it? No. Fuck no. J.J. <laughs> <laughs> Abrams is like dead last other than episode one, bro. God damn. Fucking hate I, I, I was going to say, when, when you started there, you know, with uh, the fake news, I was going to say thank you, President Orange Man. But you're, you're redeeming yourself by, you know, realizing, <laughs> All right, realizing so, your mistakes. <laughs> 
But first, this is a comedy podcast. If you've not seen the movie we're about to shit on, you want to avoid spoilers, <laughs> stop now. But if you don't care about spoilers and want to laugh and learn why this movie is fucking awesome and absolutely not the worst in the franchise history by a long shot, don't you dare go near the fucking porgs. They are awesome and I love them. Do not touch those porgs. <laughs> it tastes anyway. good, too. I know, dude. They look delicious, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when Chewie cooks that fucker up and he's looking at it, I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, get the drippings off of that bitch. Star Wars recipe show or something like that. And, and a bunch of <laughs> Maybe next year, yeah. We could do like Cornish hens that we eat in the shape of porks. <laughs> no, man. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go real. You got to get a puffin. I know, oh, dude. Oh, That's yeah. what I want. I want to get a puffin, but that Just means I got to go to Greenland yeah. and, you know, <laughs> fucking COVID and shit and whack it with a net and whatnot. But that's a whole nother thing. Anyway, so this, of course, is a Disney release through Lucasfilm and Ram Bergman Productions. And I will not go over the usual box office data, who's in it, etc. this week, because I would argue that Star Wars is the biggest franchise of all time. And even if you don't know an actor's name, if you see their face again, you know you're probably going to be interested, even if it's just, oh, doesn't that star that person from Star Wars? Yeah, you know it's true, even though you don't fucking know who these people are. Anyway, all that being said, this movie made $1.332 billion worldwide. Paraguay only gave us, or only gave it $194,000, and I love Ryan Johnson. All that being said, I will give you some reviews this week in order to be fair to these dudes. Matthew Rosa of Salon.com slashes with, quote, Star Wars is not Breaking Bad, and the same narrative tricks that worked for the latter feel jarringly out of place in the former. Original score, 2 out of 4 stars. Richard Dove of the International Business Times force chokes with, quote, Overfunded, bloated, self-important, and virtually immobile, <laughs> the, la the Last Jedi bears more than a passing resemblance to Jabba the Hutt, end quote. Original score, 2 out of 5 stars. Lastly this week, Ray Green of Synagods.com purges with, quote, So much movie, I think my engorged eyeball eyeballs had to stick a finger down their throats and vomit out a couple of epic battle scenes just so that they could get through the finale, end quote. Original score, two out of five stars. So The Last Jedi has a 7.0 out of 10 on IMDb, an 84 on Metacritic, and a staggering 90% on RottenTomatoes.com with a 42% audience score. This makes Last Jedi the most critically acclaimed movie that we have reviewed thus far. This movie ranks highest amongst females aged 18 to 29 with a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, and lowest amongst males, aged age less than 18, with a 6.8 out of 10. Lastly, The Last Jedi is 152 minutes long and is rated PG-13 for sequences of sci-fi, action, and violence. So, Paul, no pitch this week. I want to just jump right into this lore, motherfuckers. So come at me. Go. <laughs> Tell me what your beef is and start from God the beginning. God damn it. Oh, man. So much. So much stuff. <laughs> all right, well, all right, all right. So wait, wait, wait. Before, you know how in before we Empire jump into the lore, I want I want to get your honest reactions. Okay, <laughs> thinking about it in a objective way, out of ten stars, what would you give this, Paul? Give it a four. Damn, Maybe it's lower than I thought. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Hang on, I'll, I'll circle back to that in a second. So, Trip, out of ten stars, what would you objectively give this? Objectively. Objectively, I would probably give it a six. 
Mm-hmm. And, and with your heart, if you're not being objective? No, no, no. I mean, I, I think that is with my heart because here's the thing is I, I am a Star Wars nerd and there are some things in here that I think are you done fucked with something I love. Um, <laughs> sorry, can we curse? We can curse. Yeah, we can curse. Um, so he was awesome. just, oh yeah. my God. We done, we done yeah. fuck. Uh, but <laughs> like, I love Ryan Johnson. Like, I, I remember, I think you are actually the person that showed me Brick. Mm-hmm. And since then, I have loved Ryan Johnson. I think he is an incredible storyteller. You go Brick, you go Looper, you go Knives Out. Like, and I think that he should be able to tell a story in the Star Wars universe. Don't fuck with a sequel don't take a script and throw it away. Like you, if there's, uh, and I it might be getting too far into it, but Finn's arc, at least for me, is the exact same arc that JJ Abrams told in the first one. I am okay. this person. I'm trying to run away. I'm trying to get away. Oh no, the resistance needs me. It's a cool thing. I'm going to join the resistance. I'm going to be a badass. So you don't buy into his disheartened uh, mood toward the resistance and him trying to bail because he's disheartened after the events of the first movie. You don't buy into that. You mean the story arc of the first one where he came over that? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I get he was it. disheartened. I, I think was... that he was trying to avoid responsibility in the first one. I get it. He, he was knocked out, right? He was unconscious. Maybe he had some memory problems. Sweet. I get it. Um, but apart from that, I just, I feel like there was so much that we were, we're devoid of a great Star Wars story arc. If you okay. take out this movie, if you go just the two J.J. Abrams movies, put them together and do the Star Wars scroll, right, of Leia, or um, not Leia, Ray ended up meeting with Luke Skywalker. She trained with him a little bit and then continued on her training with Leia in order to do this this movie is a standalone. And I think mm-hmm. that's what Ryan Johnson should have done. He should have done a standalone. You look at Rogue One. Rogue One is an incredible movie because mm-hmm. it's by itself. Mm-hmm. It's got great stories. It's got great characters. And Solo? Right. Ryan, I think Ryan Johnson should have done Solo. I think he would have <laughs> done something fucking incredible with that. Like Instead, what he did is he took J.J. Abrams' story with all these characters. And I'm like, what happened to Captain Phasma? Murdered. Like, what, what happened to <laughs> Lupita, What happened to Lupita Nyong'o's character? Right. Like, there, there's nothing. He's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you, you, you dig some great work. What happened to Knights of Ren? All right, you, you, you gave me all this great stuff. I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to take your script. I want to throw it away like a lightsaber. I'm gonna go try over here. I'm gonna make something <laughs> completely all I want. <laughs> So that being said, with your sentiment that you just expressed, are you excited for him doing his own trilogy that he can do whatever he wants? Yes. That's still a thing. Yeah, but still a thing. it is. It, it came up recently, I think in February this not that I'm a Star Wars fan, I thought this came up in February <laughs> this year that um people were asking him, like, is this still a thing? He's like, Yeah, it's still a thing because people were worried after Disney's investor call that it wasn't right. on the list. And he's like, It's still a thing. I've just got shit going on. They've got shit going on. It's still going to happen yeah, at some point. He's got three other movies that he wants to do before he gets to Star Wars again. I, I do think that it, it would be a good thing because I think he's a great storyteller. But I do think that he also needs to realize that 
this is a fandom that has a lot of history, not some of the other people in charge that are like, oh, well, you know, there's just not a lot to pull from. Fuck off. There's been countless, you know, countless movies, television shows, <laughs> books, comic series since 1991. So, You're telling me you that think there's he's, not. Oh, he was aware of any of that stuff or he just saw like the original trilogy and went, I, I, went with that. <laughs> I, I think that. It feels I think like Disney... he ignored so much of it. I, I think Disney and because actually I, I went back in preparation for this and did some research into especially uh, my, my greatest grievance is the Holdo maneuver, which is, um, you know, when they <laughs> they do the light speed through at the very end, through all the ships and they'll destroy an entire armada. Right. Um, when I saw that, I'm like, OK, so why? Why aren't all the terrorist organizations through the galaxy using this? Why wasn't the resistance using this against the first Death they just Star? Never had a nine eleven in the Star Wars universe. No one's ever conceived of it before. Like, right? okay, cool. And, <laughs> no, it doesn't and, make any sense. Why don't they have and, light speed missiles? Well, they just do that. So here's the Why thing: can't they just put actually, a robot on one of the fucking ships. Yeah, I get it. I yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It, it, it's annoying. You don't need you don't need a human to be there as well. Like you need the we sacrifice, saw in the prequels, man. You need the sacrifice. Purple haired lady. Prequels. There are droids that away. can fly ships. You're telling me that an advanced <laughs> civilization that is able to create these ships to fly across galaxies is not able to get a droid to do that for you? All right, so what what about the redemption of her character at that moment, right? Because all all fucking Poe Dameron sees is a fucking coward and blah 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 blah. Okay. He doesn't realize what she's baking in the no, back. No, no. You know what I mean? Hold hold on, we're we're gonna get to Poe Dameron in a second. Finishing the whole <laughs> finishing the hold on maneuver. There was an argument about it. There's massive arguments online about it, and the guy from Lucas Films came back and said that, oh well, thought that there was something that's there and it was done in the it was kind of done in the clone wars so we figured out i went back and i watched the clone wars episode he's talking about he's talking about when the malevolence was rammed into a planet because anakin messed with their hyperdrive to force them into a planet but mm. instead of you know like blowing through a planet and ripping it to shreds like it would with the power that was shown in this movie it just crashes because There's all he a did big was mess difference with the between a fucking planet and a fucking ship, dude. You know what I'm saying? There's a big difference there. I swear <laughs> to God. You, you go back, you watch it. The explosion, it looks like a nuke versus it's not a what happened nuke, in order bro. to... Just slices it in half like Fruit Ninja, man. <laughs> there, there's no slicing in the Clone Wars. There, there's nothing in the canon. And then they come right, look, this. All right, look. All right, hang J. J. Abrams. So, J. J. Abrams I love this in the third right, movie. So hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. I just got to bring this up, okay? Because you told me to go and do my research watching the Clone Wars, right? And there was the 20 episodes or whatever that you sent me. I got my way through 14 of them, and I had to stop because I just didn't care. Like I just didn't care. There was so much about it that, okay, so here's my thing. The storytelling is there. I like the storytelling, and there's moments that I was drawn into it, like I was drawn into any Star Wars movie that's good, not J.J. Abrams. But here's my problem, is that their their style matches nothing in the fucking universe. So, like, every, their animation style, the way that they, like, move as characters, there's so much that's, like, high-budget ideas, and then they move around, like, these hokey, like, made-for-TV, like... 
Monday afternoon specials that pisses me off. And I'm like, is this a fucking Star Wars property? Like, what is this? This looks like they made so, it off. Of- I think I think Clone Wars has its own style, and I kind of appreciate that. I get what, I get what you're saying. I, weird, I, like, I definitely jerky. get what you're saying on that. I definitely get what you're saying on like that, but 70s for me, kung fu movie for me, yeah. it's sort of the same thing as like problems that people have with this movie. Is it feels so disjointed from the universe that like I can't I can't attach to it like a Star Wars property. It was the same problem they have with Solo. Like there's so much that just feels out of place that I'm not okay with what's happening, and then I'm fundamentally so, not involved. So if we want to go into Clone Wars, we want to go to Solo. I'm happy to come <laughs> back and we'll talk about that. I will say one thing about Clone Wars. Uh, two things. One, it's supposed to be meant for children. Yeah. Uh, and the first three seasons are for children. And then doesn't mean you that, have to make it look like shit. Just saying past that you get into genocide and everything else. And it's like, Oh dear God, why is my kid watching this? But I think they should, because yeah. these are topics that you should probably be having with yeah, your children because yeah, it's no real world stuff. Um, but two, the other, the thing that I love most about Clone Wars, and I will say, Ryan Johnson's right behind you. You got the, what is it? The nipple characters on the beach. Um, it's it's all about the world. There's a galaxy of characters. There's a galaxy of sentient beings out there. And Clone Wars blows that up. Because the biggest thing for me with Star Wars right now, and th- this is as a fan, is I'm tired of the Skywalker series. Yeah, me too. Like, th- there's, there's, there's so much. Like, you go back to the high republic you go back to old republic there are all these stories you go back to mm-hmm. the mandalorian wars against the jedi that's what i want to see yeah which and, the mandalorian doesn't do anything with but that's besides the point well <laughs> eh, but you know it, I, I love the mandalorian but uh, you go back into the clone wars it's like you're expanding that universe it's not just right hey here are a whole bunch of white people and we got lando calrissian and this is how they go and save the universe all right so trip Pull, pull George Lucas's dick out of your mouth for a second. Let me talk to Paul for a moment. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no, no offense, but it's like there, there's, there's some things that you're saying that make sense, but other things that it's just your fandom taking over. I feel no, no, being like I, 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 I love it, I love it. So yeah, yeah, you go for it, go especially for it. when it comes to the Mandalorian. But Paul, let's jump back to you for a second, man. So. Oh you're you're you said that you would give it a four out of ten. That was you being objective. So if you were if you were talking about this with your heart, like how you really felt about this movie, not being objective, what would you give this? I don't know, four out of ten. Well, so Paul, Paul, I was like so here. disappointed with the the arcs and the story. I think and just how they take the established rules of the universe and just throw them out. Throw them out the window, right. <laughs> and it's all, all of it. I mean, the whole canon based on Star Wars, there's like little blips in the scripts that George Lucas just kind of threw out there. Right. You know, I made the twelve the, the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. And so all these nerds have to figure out why they measure time in Part distance yeah. in, in <laughs> units and like so they have to do all these jump jumping through hoops things mm-hmm. for some blip and this <laughs> I'm script so glad I'm not ignores in the all of that I, I would probably have these issues as well but I don't understand the issue here but they right, have, so <laughs> they have uh, all these uh, little blips in the script that just don't make any sense. Right. And 
they could if it was like the second Star Wars movie mm-hmm. in the world, but since it's part of this whole other world and galaxy and all these other stories that they've already established the rules <laughs> for the most part, uh-huh. like a lot of it just doesn't make any sense anymore. Okay. So all right. Fun. So let me let me ask you this from a different perspective. Um, this isn't this isn't meant to be offensive towards you, Trip, but like Paul is much more of a film nerd than you are in a lot of ways. He's seen yeah, a lot yeah, more like yeah, yeah. film noir and like independent shit and whatnot. So 100%. looking looking at Ryan Johnson from that perspective, like how do you how do you feel about the way that he approached Star Wars? Does it make more sense the way that he approached Star Wars, and are you as offended by it? The way of his involvement? that <laughs> I think the way he approached. The Last Jedi was he took the script for Empire Strikes Back and right. just inverted everything. <laughs> and just like, took all of the the ideas that were in there and was like, oh, I'm gonna fuck with the fans now. I'm gonna make Luke like the He's gonna make you the Luke reluctant and Yoda, hero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, just take every concept that's in there and reverse it just yeah. for shock value or <laughs> just to fuck with well, people. I, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because like I was telling you guys this before I think I think that the last Jedi isn't going to be appreciated until 10 15 years from now that people are going to realize what it was trying to do and that what its place was in the Star Wars universe because I've mentioned this before but when the the Empire Strikes Back came out critics hated it and so did audiences they were really pissed off about which way it went and like, even though it made a bunch of money, it wasn't until the Return of the Jedi that people started like getting sucked back in, and like started going back to it because there was so much, there was so much divisive like hatred over the Empire Strikes Back. And I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying that it's equal to, but I view this very much, this entire trilogy, the new trilogy, very much as a product of the system. And like that being said, I view that Disney deliberately hired a divisive director in order to do what he wanted with it. And this is what I do. I'll tie this into Harry Potter in a second, but it's it's the same kind of thing as with Harry Potter is that you make this like you have this big fucking property and you need to build on top of it for every fucking you know su- successive sequel. So in the middle, you give them something that's like really weird and divisive that people get pissed off about. That way, when you go into the third movie or the last part of your fucking, you know, franchise or whatever, you give people what they want. So that way they feel more vindicated by what happened. Because I don't see as much, I mean, other than the critics, I don't see as much audience hatred toward the, la- or the Rise of Skywalker as I do toward The Last Jedi. But that's just what I've been noticing. I don't know if I'm. Do you know anyone that likes the Rise of Skywalker? Not likes it, but like they don't (laughs) hate it. Like there's so many people with this movie with the Last Jedi that they fucking hate it and they want it removed from the Star Wars canon. I'm like, it's not that fucking like why why are they going after this movie compared to Solo, dude? Like Solo's a piece of shit. I fucking hate everything about that movie, and like nobody talks about it. They just like kind of act like it doesn't exist. So here's the thing. I I, I want to hear. I think I, I think I might be able to do this. What are you talking about with Harry Potter? And let me see right, if I can so relate Harry, it back. Harry Potter. Because I'm a right, Harry so, Potter nerd. I'm yeah, down yeah. with that. Well, so like, Harry Potter. I, I got to put a disclaimer here for a second because I only read the first book. I didn't read anything past that. I put it down after the first even, book. Why are you even speaking? Just, to just stop. Just stop. Because here's <laughs> the thing: is that like. You know this as well as I do, Paul, that like Goblet of Fire and Half-Blood Prince and those movies, you're just sitting there like, I'm fucking bored, man. Like, why am I watching this shit? Even if you're not a fan, you know? And so like, 
I view it as is that they had this seven book property that they were going to try to stretch into eight movies. And they were like, you know, we got to figure this out. We got to give the fans something that they really like in the first two movies, but kind of hook them, not really give them all of our chips. You know what I'm saying? And then in the middle, like that, you make these few movies in the middle that are kind of meddling to do a little bit of fan service. Then at the end, you actually adapt it the way it's supposed to be adapted. And you actually pay attention to what the audience and the fucking book was trying to say in order to give people that vindication moment at the end to feel like the other seven movies were worth getting them there. You know what I mean? Like, you just kind of fuck around in the middle and you're like, oh, we'll do the bare minimum in order to keep these people happy, but we won't make them, like, extremely proud of this. Because I don't know if anybody has ever said, you know what? Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince is my favorite fucking Harry Potter movie. I don't think anybody's ever said that, and I don't think anybody ever will. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to call horseshit on your idea here. Um, <laughs> because I, I enjoyed... I enjoyed Half-Blood Prince and the one that's kind of a dip for me is number four. And right. it's more of the way that they looked at it because one and two were great for me. My favorite is number three because they went darker. Right. Obviously. Uh, yeah. I mean, and it's Quran. Like mm -hmm. you, you can't get a better one than that. I don't care who mm -hmm. any come fight me. No, um, no doubt. But <laughs> it, it's one of those things that the thing that each of those directors realized is, here's the universe, here are the rules, here's where you can play. And Ryan Johnson was like, okay, here's the universe, here are the rules, here's where you can play. And he was like, okay, well, I want to push the boundaries. And it's like, okay, all right, you want to push the boundaries? You can, you, you can push the boundaries a little bit. You Do you think do that it. was because you know, of expand. what he did with Breaking Bad that they allowed him to do that? I, I don't I don't. It, it could have been him. And he's a fantastic storyteller. If he wants to push the boundaries, go for it. And Lucas had to have said, you can go ahead and do it. They're not going to let him do it without giving his go ahead. For me, though, he pushed it too far that he broke it. And that's why fans have an issue with it. Like when you're looking at Harry Potter, they're taking the books, right? There's something there. With Star Wars, it's, a, it's different. They're trying to come up with something new. They're trying to continue this Except canon, this universe. <laughs> JJ is still telling a new story. Is it based off of the old format or template? But you look at what's behind is you the right entire now. Third act of Force Awakens. We've had oh, yes. <laughs> we we've had this argument before about okay, so you want to break stuff? Okay, cool. Have there been Jedi's that have been out in space? Yes, there have. They have these things called rebreathers on. It is canon that some species. In the universe, like, I don't know, humans that have to breathe air or else they die because <laughs> they can't be out in space. Like, Paul, back me up with science here. Go Aaron Paul for me. <laughs> but I don't think a human can last that long out in space. And I get where Ryan Johnson's like, oh, well, you know, it's like an animalistic feeling, you know, in order to save herself. You know, it just kind of kicks in because she never really developed that Jedi stuff. Bullshit. In the third film, they talk about how Leia practiced with luke and the only reason that she didn't go the final step is because she saw that her son was going to die at some point she was like all right i gotta bounce out because i know what i have to do in order to save him paul is this can, can a human survive this a <laughs> right human behind being, me right now <laughs> probably for a, a short period of time it's been going yeah. for like two minutes uh, how long is a short yeah period well of time? she's uh she's got force force breath holding or something like that 
<laughs> I mean, space is either cold or really hot, and there's it's no very air. noisy. <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah, loud. Very noisy. <laughs> but uh, you can you can be in a brief vacuum without dying. Your blood will start to boil. Your lungs will get fucked up. Your eyes will blow out, but uh, you can survive. But you're not taking into account the force, man. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So I don't you're have me that I'm too much of an issue with her besides being the fact outside. That the moment that she's outside to the time that she comes back in or at least puts her hand on the window, like that amount of time there, the actual duration in the movie is one minute and 20 seconds. So it's pretty short you know what i mean she's not floating around in space for fucking three hours and she comes back you know what i'm saying i personally <laughs> i i still i i yeah that that hurts me the whole yeah the, from, from a, a a fan perspective because i've got issues with this movie from a filmatic standpoint i got issues from a fan the two fan things are the space thing and the holdo it just it, it hurts me. Like oh man, I have so many. It's like every decision in this movie is bad. It's like yeah, I'm trying to think what, of a movie of which is a comedy of errors part, on the part of the film. No, like or on the part of the character. The the character decisions. Mm-hmm. Like you open with the <laughs> the the first order, which, as far as I know, I'm sure some book explains it. Like they just appear in power and destroy the Republic easily. <laughs> but anyways, like the, the la the, the empire strikes back. There's a whole bunch of scenes of the empire spending probably years trying to find the rebel base. And they're sending out, right. you know, probe droids to every right. corner of the galaxy. But the first scene of this movie, first order appears. And what do they do? Instead of like blasting the ship, like the rebel ships with all their, their giant, Dreadnought cannons, they're like, let's blow up the empty base on the ground. They've already left, but let's hit that first. And, you know, that's like the first bad decision of this movie, but it just keeps going and going. Well, sorry. Yeah. So with, with, with that, just to add something on there, can we talk about how you make, and, and correct me on my pronunciation, Donald Gleason? Donald. Right? Like, Donald like, Gleason. Like tonal, but with a D, Donald Gleason. So you take this incredible actor who had this entire persona, this entire character, right, of being someone who could stand up to thousands of troops and declare that they're going to war against the new republic, and you turn him into a buffoon who gets landed <laughs> on his ass. Yeah, and for the rest of the, the mouth, the, the rest of the movie, he's just a petulant child. Yeah. 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 That's pretty, that's pretty he is an incredible actor. He had an so incredible think, character. He had a presence. One of the, one now of the, he's biggest, a child. Like, one of the biggest critiques that I've seen on this movie that I sort of agree with is that, like, they don't know what actually qualifies as menacing or what an actual villain is. There's a whole lot of villainy, but no villain. And, like, I would agree with that because, like, the fucking shit with Snoke that lasted all too short and like the fucking fight scenes badass but like it's just kind of there you know what I mean and like there's no real well, overarching antagonist it's the same fucking problem that I, I have with the, Man- the Mandalorian like it's like I don't give a shit because there's no well, antagonist 
There's no well, except with this one, Ryan came out and said that he didn't understand Snoke and he didn't like him. So he just that's him why yeah. he killed him. Yeah, no, he just killed him. In the sec- in the third movie, we have <laughs> the Emperor again because there's no other source of the villain, villain, so we just have yeah, to retrill. Exactly. Like, and, and, and I'm okay with that, but like, but you're okay with the emperor the, coming back? God damn it! Why is because it just it ties up this for me. Hopefully, it ties up the Skywalker and Palpatine story, and we never have to hear it again. But also because it makes sense because Palpatine was apprentice to uh, uh, he's Sidious, uh, God Pelagius. Darth Pelagius was his mentor, and Darth Pelagius found out the key in order to prolong life. Palpatine killed him before he figured out the full formula. So he is this demented clone because he's still trying to work it out. So there is canon there. It it exists, but also hopefully it ties it up with a bow. We never have to talk about the Skywalkers or Palpatine. All right, hang on, hang on. Let me, (laughs) let me, let me ask you both this. At what point does a movie that is part of a franchise actually stop doing or like start doing original story in, and not doing fan service. Because I feel like my biggest problem with JJ's movies is that it's just fan service. I mean, I don't know how many people I've heard say, oh, The Force Awakens is actually a good movie because he came into a risky area, that the prequel sucks so bad, and that he wanted to just give fans something that they could enjoy, and it was a safe bet. And I'm like, that's not what you do with a fucking movie, man. You don't do what's safe. Like, you got to push the medium forward. Otherwise, I'm just watching a two and a half hour fucking rerun of another movie that I've already seen. And, like, that was the biggest thing that pissed me off about The Force Awakens. I've told you this a thousand times. As soon as they land on the forest moon, I was like, fuck it. I'm out. Like, fuck this movie. Fuck J.J. Abrams. And I had a huge problem with that. And, like, so you know, I, the, the, the no. third movie's even worse. But it's it's because I view it as just fan service. They're not trying to fucking push anything forward. And it's the same problem that I have with a lot of the Marvel movies. Is It's just fan service. It's not actually doing anything for a story. It's just like, oh, hey, remember this from this fucking movie or this TV show or whatever? And it's like, oh, yeah. And it's like where South Park picks up with the member berry shit. You remember? You remember this? You remember that? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a good thing. But it's not actually doing anything good about the fucking story. It's not pushing anything forward. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you. I'm gonna, as a fan... I, I I want something that's grounded. I want a trilogy that's grounded. I think that they did do it. And I think they did it incredibly well with Rogue One. Yeah. I think if they had given Ryan Johnson Solo, Solo would have been incredibly well done. And it would have been fantastic. And well, I think Ron you Howard can do that. that up. <laughs> but I think, I think what you need to do, though, is you need a foundation to build off of. Like, mm-hmm. here is what the fans are going to want to see. And here is how we can break off. Right. And here is these really cool stories. And then after we give the fans this and we kind of introduce that, we tie up everything the fans want. And we've already introduced all these other cool characters. Then we can do what Disney Plus is already doing and blow up into an entire universe <laughs> and make our investors millions of dollars. Yeah. And awesome. focus I'm on, excited. And focus I'm going to watch spin off series that don't fucking matter about like cra- grabbing at the third tertiary but, character out of Rogue One and giving him a whole fucking TV show to himself. I, I do want to put you on the defensive a little bit. I'm sorry if I'm messing up your thing. I welcome that because I, it's rare that I am on the defensive. I'm always shitting on movies. So, <laughs> uh, so you know, because we've been doing the fan thing. I'm going to defend the fan thing. 
from a movie perspective, Poe Dameron, right? And he goes up um, with, I can't remember uh, that, the character's name right now, but after Leia is knocked out, he goes up and he, and the vice admiral, and he, he's heard of the vice admiral, mm-hmm. but he then goes up and tries to mansplain what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And then she puts him in his place and tells him, hey, you know, don't worry about it. And then the rest of the movie could have been completely avoidable if he just was like, oh, actually, I did remember you from all of your exploits. You are an incredible woman, not to mention incredible <laughs> admiral. I completely trust you. So you, yeah, you do I you. Hate, and I I'm hate that whole you. thing. So I hate that whole thing the because way- they're supposed to be against the ideals of the first order or whatever. It's first order, right? Yeah. Yeah. First order. You're good. <laughs> Which is to shut up and be a stormtrooper and do your orders of massacring everyone. Right. And all she had to do was let him in on the plan, and he could have been why part of that. No, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. Why? He's like, why? He's an incredible why? resource to them, and she cuts him out. Let his entire fleet <laughs> die. Why? She is. The only because thing that she knows about... Because they chose to fly these explosive bombs close together they call bombers because he wanted a World War II bombing scene in a fucking is, space com- movie. God damn it. If he didn't second-guess her because she was a woman, then all of this could have been avoided. Her perspective, this lone pilot, led a, he completely disregarded the general's orders led an assault that wiped out half of their fighting force, which Mm -hmm. then caused them to flee, which then wiped out the rest of it. So 100% of their fighting force is out. Why does she owe him an explanation? He deserves nothing. He is like, he he is lucky to not be in jail right now, (laughs) but he is so high (laughs) on his horse of like, no, I'm a fucking badass. I've got a penis. You should let me in on this because I can help you out, and I'm going to tell you better. Well, his no! uh, his sense his sense of proportion was being challenged, and he didn't like that because he had just had his wings clipped by Leia, and like this comes in and it even furthers the problem for him. Like this is his sense of proportion shrinking, and like Poe Dameron, Poe Dameron has proven throughout all these movies that he doesn't think really far ahead. He's like he thinks with his gut, and he's like very fucking like forceful and like. He's a great dude and he's got great instincts, but like he's not a strategist, you know what I mean? So like when it comes to that and he's having his sense of proportion threatened, he just reacts. And that's all he knows how to do is react. He doesn't know how to fucking think about things in the long term. That's been established well, okay. in the previous movie. Let's let's talk about the strategy of their plan, which is to do a slow speed chase, let all of your ships run out of fuel before Putting everyone on subspace unarmed transports and hoping that the First Order guys don't look out the window with their binoculars and see these right. ships flying away. So what, what's and, the solution here, Paul? Well, what's the solution in terms uh, well, of well, like apparently, sex machina bullshit about like tracking them through fucking warp speed? I mean, blah, 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 apparently blah. Finn and what's her name can just come and go Rose? as they please. Yeah, Finn and Rose can come and go as they please. So why not just 
put a bunch of people on that ship and ferry it back and forth and evacuate That everyone. was their idea, but they put a bunch <laughs> of them out there all at once. That's a fucking problem, you know? Like, they, if it's just one shuttle, like, nobody's going to pay attention. <laughs> but when it's fucking, what, a hundred of them or whatever it was that they launched out of the side, or, then it becomes or a problem. Or just split the three people or the three ships that they have and fly in different directions... <laughs> and then at least you save two thirds of your people because the first order they're can only track away one, and they can't fucking swing their cannon in the opposite direction. What the fuck no, are you I mean, talking about? Three just, different. Directions. I'm talking about they have enough juice for one light speed jump after right. they're in this slow speed so chase. All three of for them jump in different directions is what you're saying. Yeah, all three jump in different directions. They can but only they can they can they would be doing a lot better three, <laughs> No, they, they wouldn't because they do talk about they're only tracking the lead ship. The lead ship so right. they're only tracking okay. that first one. I, right. I will say I, I disagree <laughs> with that, but also bring up another point. Well, there's like, okay, Why by the end the of the first movie, order, jump right in front of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Surround them. They've got a bunch of ships. It'd be pretty easy. They don't even have to use any of the one the armada yeah. behind them that gets blown up by the bullshit holdo maneuver. They can call someone from the other side of the galaxy, and by the time you're done at the roulette table, they're going to be parked in front of you. Yeah. See, this is my biggest problem with this movie is any of the situations in the movie, because of the script, if you just start thinking about it critically in a slight fashion, you're like, wow, that's dumb. All right. It's so all wait, dumb. wait, wait. Stop. Stop for a second. Stop. <laughs> like the situation because doesn't make just, any sense. Just, just the decisions don't make any sense. Stop. Stop. What stop. the fuck? Stop. Because you talk about thinking critically. How do you square thinking critically with looking at The Force Awakens? If you think critically about that movie, how the fuck can you apply that to The Force Awakens and be like, oh, you know what? The Force Awakens passes. Like how the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? Think about it. To critically. me, it all—it's all logically laid out, and it all progresses in a logical fashion. Even though it's the laziest fucking story to take, it is just lazy. A new hope and and yes, a fucking and yes, it, there's not, there's nothing in there that gives you a lot of wiggle room as far as and to kill Han in it. such a fucking wait. shitty way, bro. Wait, and just wait, wait, wait. Hold like on, that. Hold like, on, what on. the fuck, man? The, the laziest? You mean like let's set up a high-speed chase through space <laughs> slow speed chase this is yeah. a fucking yeah, oj simpson maneuver bro they could they could have called it the oj yeah. man it's funny the, the first order they say that they're out of weapons range or whatever or they're in weapons range but they have lasers i mean lasers can reach really far into so space all right hang on just... I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because this is what <laughs> things about this movie that kind of kicked it down for me a little bit was uh when they're shooting at the ship and you see like the arc of the fucking photon torpedo so to speak like hitting the i'm like why is it arcing there's no like what the fuck is going on with that gravitational vector like what the hell is this doing or, or the bomber scene the bomber scene. they flow these <laughs> slow ass things in a tight formation where if any one of them explodes, it will take out all the others. Come on! But they're going to fly them over a ship <laughs> when they could simply just crash these bombers into the thing with drone pilots. Come on, man. Or not, they're not fucking... Can, they're not kamikaze warriors just here, dude. release the bombs 
with forward momentum and they were carry into the ship without having to I know, fly I know. over it. I know. And, well, I know. Oh, no, no, no. Also, space, no also with, with the bombs, right? <laughs> As a fan, we're going to believe that the universe exists and everything. But for me, the thing is that woman gets knocked down from the ladder, falls down. I'm guessing she breaks her back and that's why she's not able to get back up. But she's yeah. able to kick the ladder multiple times with just increasing because you break force. Your, just because you break your back doesn't mean you can't move your feet. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, maybe she yeah. didn't break just her back. You know, so maybe many... she fucking ruptured along or some shit, <laughs> and she couldn't get up. Like they don't go into that, but you know, so it's... many surface level details that it's all right when you're watching the movie. If you don't think about it too hard, you know what you though. Go back you know what though. It, I'll tell like, you yeah. this though: is that 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 scene, <laughs> that scene with the bombers and her kicking the ladder, it's dramatic as shit. So I'll give them that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I I will give them that, and I wouldn't have batted an eye at it. I, I would have taken it hook, line, and sinker. How are you gonna set up the shit with Rose? If not bro, for the rest of everything and all that else. other bullshit. Like what? <laughs> How are you gonna set that up? If you don't have that scene. Why? I, and I, I love Rose. I can't believe they didn't continue that storyline into the next one. Why do we need Rose's storyline? Why do we need... And I looked because it up. Because JJ only wants line. to concentrate on Why? white people and they felt like they needed to concentrate on somebody other than white people in this movie. That's why. Poe's not white. Neither is Finn. Not white. <laughs> Poe's not white? What are you talking about? He's a... Uh, of- <laughs> He's what? <laughs> I don't know. He's got He's slightly white. darker skin. He looks... <laughs> I don't know what where Oscar Isaac comes from, but he's not white. Guatemala. Is that true? Uh, I think his mother's Guatemalan and his father's Cuban. I don't know if he's from the U.S. or not, but mom's Guatemalan, dad's Cuban. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to measure is. whiteness, but yeah, he's close enough to... Ethnic. He's white. He's white. I'll tell you right now, as a, person of, as a person of color, he is white. The only two people of color in this movie are Rose and Finn. Like, that's all there is to it. Like, that's well, just how it is. Nwango, but she's been covered up. And for some reason, Ryan Johnson didn't want to continue with her at all because she was a badass character. But hey, whatever. We're not going to go there. I don't understand it. He is white passing. End of the story. I do have another question, though, Gabe, because uh-huh. you are by far the person that when I think about a movie critic or a person that's seen enough movies, you know, and criticizes them. Uh-huh. Um, and you tell me, you know, like, and I think you told me this because you I, I do very specifically remember when I first started wanting to get into movies, you were like, watch Lord of the Rings, the very first movie. It is a perfect art. Everything has a purpose. Everything leads to the next thing. It has a act one and act two and act three. You can follow the hero's journey. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to leave a slow motion chase to go to a casino? <laughs> and here's the thing. I, I love the storyline of the casino because it's something that needs to be told about the Star Wars universe. As a fan, this right. is obviously happening. Right. But for a story... Specifically, this story, other than the fact to bring in Benicio del Toro, who was amazing, why did I need to spend 30 minutes of my life 
away from all of the action. With more action, you mean? More action, like <laughs> when they were just hanging out in jail? <laughs> However many um, hours that was. You know, it's... <laughs> All right, so if if you look at the casino scene, right? Like they're they're trying to bring up this point about the arms dealers and all that other shit and this like, you know, uh richer strata people that like actually controls and like subjugates everybody in the universe that we don't actually really concentrate on. It's just sort of there. What does that have to do with the rest of this hang on, story? Hang on, just wait for a second. So like instead of just hitting you over the head with it with a bunch of exposition, like Ryan Johnson shows us a bunch of scenes about that on why we should hate these people and how they supply arms to both sides and that it's not necessarily a neutral party. And even though they're war profiteers, like they're playing both sides. And even though they're an evil batch of fuckheads, they're a necessary group of fuckheads because like either side needs to still get weapons. And like that was the point of it. Like that was simply the fucking point of it was that both sides are at fault for dealing with the war profiteering on top of the fact that they both killed ungodly amounts of people <laughs> over the course of these movies. Am I, the, am I the only one who, whenever a kid shows up in Star Wars, gets annoyed and pissed off? <laughs> Do you not like that kid? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I don't like the kids. No. You know what, dude? I, I will say that I don't like the kid as much in this one. That same kid, though, in Looper is fucking fantastic. Like, when I saw Looper and that kid plays, like, the the, the child of uh, Emily Blunt's character, like, he's in, he's phenomenal in that movie, dude. He's got so much range and he's fucking fantastic, even though he's an Akira, like, clone, so to speak. Like, he's, so, he's really, really good in that movie. And maybe it just brings wasted. up the trauma of episode one. Well, and I get it, man. I mean, that's completely founded. I don't, I don't fucking blame you for that at all. As we're on that kid, I do believe and it could have just been a fan thing that I was reading. I think um, Ryan Johnson's series is going to base around that kid and his storyline, which for me is great because it's not Skywalker. It's not Palpatine. Right. It's not the fucking Death that's, Star again. Uh, well, that's that could be interesting. Uh, other than the fact that you're absolutely right, Gabe, everything you said, this is a story that needs to be told and said in Star Wars. Why the fuck did it happen in the middle of a chase scene in space? So the the problem the problem with this movie is that it's looking at it, and this is the same problem that I brought up many many times before, is that if you have an indie director that's really good at telling stories, and then you give him a two hundred million dollar movie, it the problems happen regardless of how great that director is. And I'm not gonna pretend that you know there aren't problems with this movie. It's just. My thing is, is that Ryan Johnson's like ability to hold on to threads or like develop threads, even if the threads don't like necessarily pan out the way you want them to, is heads and tails above the fucking studio and fucking like basic American filmmaking needs that J.J. Abrams fulfills. Like, I don't care that he pissed off the fans. I don't care that he did this that was kind of like whatever, like controversial or like pissed somebody off. Because I'm tired of seeing big budget movies that simply give people what they want in order to be happy. Like, if you're going to do a trilogy of movies, okay, so like Lord of the Rings, right? I'm going to bring up Lord of the Rings for a second because that's a rare example of somebody that did something new and gave fans what the fuck they wanted. And it gave you this like fucking universe that even if you hadn't read the books, 
like you're kind of enthralled with but if you had read the books you're like oh my god like it's a really it's probably the best fucking adaptation of a book that i've ever seen in my life onto the screen but besides all that like if but what just... about tom bombadil where's tom bombadil <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna go into that right now okay. so, <laughs> so no, my I sister mean... she is a big fan of the books and when she saw fellowship she was pissed off because tom bombadil was like, okay. <laughs> no I get, it. I get it 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 but my it point is bunch of poetry my point is my point is that the the problem with this movie is that with the last jedi is that it is a lot more than ryan johnson should have bitten off you know even though it is his script he bit off way too much and it's not done as well as it could have been. Like if you gave if you gave him a fucking Star Wars movie in ten years, I think this would have been a lot different. And I think that it's just a, it suffers because of that. But I think that the problems that you guys are going after is specifically that a fucking indie director is just like I don't care about the studio system. I don't care about the fans. Like, I'm going to go after what I think is interesting in order to tell this story to try to move something forward. And even if it pisses people off, hopefully J.J. Abrams will pick up some of these threads that piss people off in order to give some sort of fucking detail in the end in order to give people the resolution that they need in order to accept the middle movie. But J.J. didn't do that. J.J. was just like, fuck everything that Ryan Johnson did. And I'm just going to go back to making studio hack movies that only like fill and check all the boxes so that way I can draw this movie by numbers. And this is your fucking movie. And Rise of Skywalker is exactly the fucking like <laughs> product of that. I'm just yeah. going to do a movie by the numbers in order to make money and like give people something that they're not going to be upset about. Like that's so, not that's not he, moving he, the fucking medium forward. That's what I'm trying to say. An indie director has this of, eye that like all of the he's going to piss took. people off. What? For sure. I can appreciate I... all the risks he took and how he wanted to do something different. Uh, it's just the execution uh, just fucks up. Because he's for me, Paul, it, like... For no, me, it's ahead, two Trump. parts. For me, it's two parts, right? It's... it's I, I, I hear you. That's why I think Ryan Johnson should have done Solo. Right? Right now. Not ten years in the future. I want to see Ryan Johnson doing a Star Wars film right now. And I would rather see him doing a smuggler or a, you know, uh, a spice runner, a um, a bounty hunter. Something that falls in line other, in line with his noir instincts that no, he has in all of his other not, movies. No, not not even that. Just not a Jedi because we get so many of them. Like mm -hmm. it, it's the market is flush with that, right? We don't need more of it. But if he wants to take that creative expression, do it. Go for it, you know. Build the world in that way. Mm -hmm. About something that you're talking about, you know, he doesn't want to do it for the fans. As a fan, that hurts me. Like if I'm your demographic and you're telling me to fuck off, I'm just going to throw this in your face. Like I don't think I don't think he told I, me to I, fuck I, I'm off. I'm the guy. He didn't. No, no, he and he didn't tell me fuck off. You know, but he was like, hey, here's my interpretation of it, and I threw in all this other stuff because. This is stuff you need to hear about right now. Like, it's like if you're having a conversation. Oh, this is gonna get bad. If you're having a conversation <laughs> with a Republican, right, and you're talking about 
you're talking about guns, you know. Eats so babies. The boulder, the boulder shooting just happened, right? You know, and right, right, uh, right. My sister-in-law lives really close there, so it's it's right in my mind. And so, right. you're like, okay, gun safety. We gotta we gotta make sure that we protect people. We gotta make sure that you know we need to ban assault rifles. And like, right. yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear you, but from good people, good people that have guns. They're not good people that have guns. I'm saying that we want to stop these guns that were made for the military. Yeah. Also, you got cars, you know, and cars kill people all the time. So should we ban cars? People just have to walk every. Right. Who the fuck talked about cars? No, we're, we're talking about this right here. And so when I'm talking about Star Wars and I'm talking about this series of Ray finding out that she is a Palpatine and how you finally overcome that and tie up the Skywalker series. That's what I want to talk about. I want to I want to know about the Knights of Ren. I want to know about, you know, the I, I want to know about all these characters that were shown off to me in this arc. Mm-hmm. And everything that you're talking about is a valid point. Mm-hmm. Not like the Republicans, but everything Ryan Johnson <laughs> is talking about in the in the casino is a valid point. And I want to see that in a movie. I really want to see that in a movie. I want to see. Want, you just didn't want his perspective to come through on this canon storyline with fucking Skywalker, is what you're saying. I would have wanted to see it if it made sense. <laughs> and this is where I have to I have to take a step back from a fan and come in as someone who enjoys film and be like, I, I was just in a slow speed chase through space. Why? Why am I in the middle of a casino? Like if you picture this, you're in the movie theater, you have a good time, you're eating some popcorn, you had a couple of drinks beforehand, you're like, ah, shit, I got to go to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom, you come back in a casino and you're like, in the wrong theater? Like, It's your fault for going to the bathroom. Fuck you. It's a two and a half hour movie. Hold your goddamn water, bro. And of course, another comedy of errors thing. They they could park in the spaceport. They had to park on the beach, get everyone pissed off at them. (laughs) So there was the whole llama chase or whatever the fuck that was. Look, all right. So this (laughs) this, this is a problem that I have with the script. And this is me not trying to tell how much I like Ryan Johnson. Is that the slow speed chase is simply a fucking ticking clock mechanism. And I hate those in movies. I hate them. And, like, structuring your A storyline based on a ticking clock scenario is for shit. And that that's why this movie kind of got kicked down a couple notches for me is because it was just, like, as I kept watching this movie and I gave up all these really entertaining things that I love about Ryan Johnson and the way that he tells stories and the way that he develops character, I was pissed off about the ticking clock scenario. And I was just, like, really, like, structuring your entire movie around a ticking clock scenario is not okay. Like I don't I don't care what fucking movie it is. Like it just it pisses me off because I'm constantly thinking about the ticking clock. And I'm like, okay, so this time is still running and it looks like these people are just fucking around. Like, are they not concerned about the fact that like shit's going down? Like what the fuck is happening? And that that is a big problem that I have with this movie. And I will admit that like the A storyline is severely hampered by the ticking clock scenario. But but 
the redemption for me with her fucking blasting through the ship and shit like that. I was like, that's not something that we've seen before. We haven't seen a Star Wars, like, fucking person, like, some sort of, like, hero or whatever or heroine of the story, like, commit fucking suicide and kamikaze herself through somebody else's ship. We haven't seen that before. This dude in Return of the Jedi, he flies the A-Wing into the bridge of the Executor or whatever it's called. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crash into the Death Star. Oh, so hold on, right. Gabe. You, you do you so like that, other good. Star Wars movies, like the original <laughs> Star Wars movies? Yeah, I love the original Star Wars movies, but but like which one? Empire Strike Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. Okay, Empire Strikes Back. So a the New Hope, a New Empire... Hope is my second favorite, and then okay, uh, Return of the let's, Jedi. Let's, let's go to Empire Strikes Back, right? Like, mm-hmm. and this is the Empire. They don't give a shit about anybody, mm-hmm. right? They don't care about anybody. We've seen that stormtroopers are expendable. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they do the holdo maneuver into the bay, the base on Hoth? I mean, why hasn't anyone done that before? I mean, <laughs> because because you're making the a fucking, weapon, you're like, the I rebellion deliver, is more honorable I than that. Deliver right? Concentrated energy the into this thing more, that I want to destroy. They're more honorable than do that? that. We got these right? light light speed engines. Maybe we can just put that on a missile. That'd be awesome. You know, let's do that. The Empire is more honorable <laughs> than the rebels. That they're not going to do the holdo maneuver. No, the fucking rebels are more honorable. They're not gonna fucking do this kamikaze bullshit in the hot. No, I'm talking. About, I'm talking about the empire. It's going into hot to oh. wipe out all the rebels. They're wiping well, out Luke. The, they're wiping the out empire. Out the empire. All right. So the empire. The empire is so obsessed with their dick size that they don't care about like doing anything it's the same reason why their weapons take 20 minutes to fucking charge it's because they think that their dick is so large that everybody's just gonna fucking like bow down to it as it's warming up and becoming erect you know what i mean like that's that's their fu- it's the hubris of it dude it's the fucking no, no, hubris no, no. it's the reason Yo. why these stories function is because of the fucking Gabe. hubris of the people involved check check your science Massive weapons that have massive energy take a while to build that energy. Come on now, check your science. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's built a fucking like planet ending fucking weapon yet, so I can't tell you about the science of that yet specifically. But the military Taylor Green build one, yeah. All right, yeah, the Jewish space laser, yeah, I know. But all right, so beyond <laughs> that, my point is, is that. Okay, so George Lucas is a fucking hack. Everybody that knows me knows that I think George Lucas is a hack. And the reason that I think he's a hack is that he took the Hidden Fortress by Akira Kurosawa and ran it through the Joseph Campbell filter in order to make A New Hope. And it follows every detail of the Hidden Fortress and Joseph Campbell directly. And that's okay because he was trying something new. People hadn't seen something like this in sci-fi movies before. You look at the sci-fi movies of the 70s, and it's way fucking different than what Star Wars was trying to give us, right? But the problem is is that Joseph Campbell and Akira Kurosawa tapped into that Shakespearean idea of hubris. Every single one of these movies is about hubris undoing who the fuck the villain is, is that somebody is so proud in their shit that they become a victim of their own hubris. It's Shakespearean at every fucking level. So it's a problem because you know it going into every movie. You know how this shit's going to end up, but you still watch it anyway. 
not because you are going to be like so entertained by it. It's because you want to see the images of these fucking people getting their just due, the bad guy getting their own. With Ryan Johnson, he was just like, while the hubris is there, he doesn't want to fucking concentrate on the hubris so much and like punish the fucking empire because of it. You know what I mean? He wants to concentrate on the rebellion. And even though he hasn't really developed everything that he needs to do in order to do this movie or deserve this movie, there should have been a movie between this in order for him to get what he wanted. It's still a fucking problem, but you can see where he's trying to go with it. It's just what he was doing was not in line with what everybody else was trying to do at this moment. He was taking too big of a bite without actually deserving what bite he was taking. I mean, there's a whole scene on hubris at the end where Luke shows up in his hologram form Mm. and they spend like five minutes blowing a crater in the ground. All right. So hang on, hang on. I want want to bring that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Paul, because a lot of people that hate hate fucking Luke and how he turns into a little bitch. And like my biggest problem or my biggest like advocation for this movie is that literally every Jedi Master goes into hiding because they know how fucking problematic the Force can be. Is that if you become a certain level of powerful and you have that choice to go either way, like it's dangerous. And they want to remove themselves from that because they don't want to be that person to allow somebody to use them as a conduit in order to find that. That's what happened with Yoda. That's what happens with fucking Luke in this movie. And yes, while it is sort of a crutch and they are literally leaning on the fucking story of the second movie of Empire Strikes Back, like, that's what Jedi do. Like, they're like, oh, well, they become disillusioned. They're just like, holy shit, like, this is really fucked up. I can destroy entire fucking planets worth of shit if I just go the wrong way. And they remove themselves from it because they're honorable people. So when people bitch about Luke trying to remove himself from all this shit, I'm like, no, it makes fucking perfect sense for him to do that. Like, he's seen how awful the fucking, like, force can turn things, and he doesn't want to be a part of it. So he just disappears, and once again, Ray plays the Luke character coming in order to find Yoda again. You know what I mean? It's the yeah, same fucking actually, story. <laughs> I actually like the Luke arc and the Ray storyline in this movie. So can See, I can uh, I nerd out for yeah, a second? Yeah, 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 go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. So I uh, yeah, I'm a nerd. Um, I I agree with Paul. I agree with you. I like that storyline where Luke is because he does have an arc, and in. And Ryan, you're absolutely right, is really good at telling those character, very personable arcs. And Jedi Masters, when they do see the issue with the Jedi, because I could be alone here in the fandom, I'm not crazy about the Jedi. I don't like the Sith, but the Jedi are kind of like a cult religion. <laughs> Let's be honest. They've got no a massive, they got a massive amount of hubris that they think that they're so damn amazing no that doubt. you know they can't be touched, and everybody needs to follow them, and everyone needs to believe in them. But also, mm-hmm. their rules are so strict. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why for me, like everyone is all about Obi Wan Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi. His entire story arc in the canon is amazing it's incredibly tough he's had love he's had incredible loss he's forgiven the person that killed the love of his life he's mm-hmm. an incredible jedi no mm-hmm. other jedi is like him and because of that they're all corrupt bastards my favorite <laughs> jedi is ahsoka tano who's a great jedi and or a great force user because mm-hmm. she left the jedi she saw that they were corrupt like 
Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I've been drinking too much, but she's she's the one that Rosario Dawson picks up on in uh, Mandalorian, right? And does an yeah. incredible job with it. Yeah. Okay. Right? Continue. She I'm should... sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. And I mean, so her storyline is incredible because she was the Padawan, Padawan of Anakin and she follows uh-huh. him throughout the entire Clone Wars. Uh-huh. And then she gets framed and the entire Jedi Council blames her and goes after her. And then at the end, they're like, oh, wait, wait, our bad. We, we, we know it wasn't you. Come on back. Join us. And she's like, no, you all were trying to kill me. You think I, <laughs> I, I, I see through I see through the golden underpants now. Like, <laughs> we're, we're good. I, I'm going to go my own way. And she goes off and she becomes an incredible Jedi. But it's, it's a balance. And the Jedi aren't balanced. The Sith aren't balanced. Right. And Luke is finally starting to understand that, which is why he leaves. Right. So, which doesn't Wait, make where, for a great storyline. Where did you get that uh, that golden looking uh, through the golden underpants thing? Where did you get that turn of phrase? Uh, I don't. It's not golden under. What, what, Have you fucking ever heard that before, Paul? What the <laughs> fuck was that? Uh, I should have said, spe- said special underpants. Right? <laughs> Isn't that from the? Uh, I'm remembering. Sh- uh, South Park, their Mormon episode where they got special oh, right, underwear. Right. The magic underwear, magic underwear, yeah. Magic underwear. Sorry, <laughs> forgive me. Anyone who's listening to this in Utah. No, um, I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, so I mean, I, I I hear what you're saying. I really do, but I. I, I think that all the problems and all the great things about this movie are because of the indie director idea behind Ryan Johnson. Like, I think that it shows so much more potential than what Colin Trevorrow could have done with the ninth movie because Colin Trevorrow fucked up so badly with fucking, uh, um, fucking uh, Jurassic World that it just pissed me off to no end. And I like... He is the example of why you don't give a fucking indie director $200 million in order to do a movie. Because I'm like, he was great when he was doing the $300,000, you know, safety not guaranteed. That's a great movie. But like his next movie was fucking Jurassic World. And it's a $220 million fucking Jurassic Park movie. I'm like, really? Like, he didn't even do like the Christopher Nolan thing where he did like a $10 million movie and then a $30 million movie and then a $60 million movie and then a $100 million movie. Like, he didn't even try that. It was just like straight from 300 grand to 200 million in order to do fucking Jurassic World. And I was like, oh, okay. Ryan, I feel sort of. I mean, why is that a problem, though? I mean, it made money. <laughs> it did make money. But I mean, like, it was. Do you like? I, mean, Jurassic I feel World? like it was the the studio telling him what to do most of the time, but uh, hmm. it was it was fun. Dumb, so I, but fun. I, I, I do think Paul brings up a good point. Is everyone blames it on the director? It's not the director. It, it's calling. partially the director, but there are a number of people that have a voice on that and i will say that it's a studio and director thing i will say for me with ryan it's not bringing an indie director to do something at this level it's bringing in ryan to do the middle part of a series Hmm. it's a trilogy it is something that is meant to be fan service if you want to bring in ryan Bring in Ryan for solo. For his own thing. Bring in you know what I, I and what I really wish Ryan would have done. I don't know if you guys played it. The video game um 
Jedi Fallen Order, where mm-hmm. it's a junkyard, you know, kid who then finds out that he's a Jedi and Jedi are being hunted throughout the galaxy. And you so he has to go at the and, end of this movie. It's sadly, it's not because this is before Vader falls. This is like in between Clone Wars and A New Hope right. is where that one was. But it, it's it's the same thing, right? It's a kid who finds out that they're a Jedi, finds someone to train them, and then you know they go off on this adventure through multiple different worlds. You can mm-hmm. still explore the universe. You can still explore characters and have meaningful stories. Because mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that kills me is why can't you have a meaningful story in a sci-fi flick? Why can't you have a meaningful story yeah. in a fantasy movie? You can. Ryan can bring that. Right. Just don't you set him up for failure <laughs> by bringing in someone that you knew was going to throw away and try to do his I own. Mean, all right. So you you say that he was set up for failure, but this is the cr- the most critically acclaimed movie out of the trilogy and the most critically acclaimed movie since the original trilogy. So you I'm say sorry, that. and what was the fan what was the fan rating? Comparatively, forty-two <laughs> percent. Fuck the fans, dude. The fans are the reason why Justice League exists, and it's a pile of shit. Like, there's no reason that it needs to be a four-hour fucking like self-indulgent, self-belating. I'm gonna drink my own cum, fucking movie. There's no reason why that movie needs to exist. None, absolutely then, none. Of all the fucking this, movies, dude, go no, back to Batman versus Superman. Like, I'll fucking. Do something else with that because that movie's a fucking pile of shit. If you gave me anything else but what I saw with Batman versus Superman, I can accept <laughs> Justice League because Josh Whedon had to take over because Zack Snyder's fucking fucking daughter died. You know what I mean? Like I can accept that. But like why the fuck are you willing to just give Batman versus Superman a pass? It's a pile of shit. And he had every fucking control over that movie. That's my fucking point, dude. Like, I'm, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of the fucking fan service. I'm tired of people sucking the wrong dick. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? Why are we sucking this dick and not the other one? Why are people so willing to give J.J. Abrams a pass over all the stupid shit that he's done? He said that he had never seen an episode of Star Trek in his life, but he did two movies. Why the fuck did that happen? He doesn't give a shit about the fucking universe. He doesn't care about the fans. He'd never seen the fucking show, but he does two movies and he shits down the fucking throat of everybody because I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, you got Zachary Quinto playing this fucking guy. But you know what? Wrath the Con was a better movie. And you know what? Fuck you, Zachary Quinto. And fuck you, Benedict Cumberbatch, for doing what the fuck you did with that movie. Besides the fact, I'm sorry. That was that was a completely different tangent. Yeah, it's a lot of passion there. I'm telling you, I feel like you, I'm going to be on for another of one of these when we go into Star Trek because I, I did not mind them uh, and rewatched oh them recently. But uh, one of the you things that you said... No, 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 no. hang on, hang on. Your wife, that, your like wife has a ago. thing with Benedict Cumberbatch which completely negates what she has to say about the movie because she's willing to give it a fucking pass because she loves Benedict from Sherlock. That's the problem, is that your wife has that bias Benedict Sherlock was awesome! I know, but he sucks in Star Trek, bro. He sucks in the second one. I'll be on for another one. I will say, I don't know, five <laughs> minutes ago when you started this, uh, you did uh, bring up a very good point of uh, the differences between you and I when you said, fuck the fans, like the critics score. The fans are the ones that are paying for this. 
And it made $1.3 billion against $200 million outlay. They got their money back. They did. And all the fans are angry. So what's that going to do in the long term? The fans paid for don't, it. Fuck them. <laughs> don't. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Look. Like, oh. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Hold this on. movie gave us you, the Rise of Skywalker game. I know. I know. That's it, the problem. I agree. It, it is It is part of a trilogy. You had to have all of them. You go out to make a movie at this level. Your main concern should be the majority of your audience and then trying to get as many people on the outside as possible who love film. You know what happens that when was you do fan service? You know what happens when you do fan service in this fucking like universe of Star Wars? You get the Mandalorian. That's what happens when you do fan service. Is a I series, enjoyed that. A series. Okay, so I enjoyed the Mandalorian. Fun. Don't get me wrong. I like watching it. Holy Fuck. shit! We both paid money for it. Whoa! They did my, good. My problem with the Mandalorian is is that there's no reason for me to continue watching it. There's nothing that I ever feel like there's any sort of stakes with the Mandalorian. That there's any fear that he might be fucking bested. I never have to worry about that because every episode is this microcosm that gets contained and solved by the end of the 30 minutes. On top of that, it's fucking 30 minutes. Like, It's a TV show game. It's a serial. So what? Give me an hour-long TV show. Are you so fucking flaccid that you can't come up with 60 pages? What the fuck is that, dude? It, here's the thing, though. Like, I, I agree with you. TV show, 30 minutes, it is good. You got to tell me, though. At the end of that season two, were you not feeling it? When no. you saw that X-Wing show nope. up, you didn't feel like a... Holy no, God. absolutely not. Because for eight like, of the ten episodes, it was fuck Or six of the I eight mean, episodes. I think that whole like, episode what the mother was the response to this movie. And then you see the black see love and you're cool like, shit. oh, it's there. You know it's Luke. You know, and he's just fucking up shit. And you're like, yeah, and his God. fucking CG Luke looks like shit at the end of the Mandalorian. <laughs> he looks like a fucking Muppet, dude. He looks like a wax sculpture that has animatronics inside of him. It's the worst fucking CG that I've seen in years. He looks like shit. You watch Josh Whedon's Snyder cut, or not? You watch Josh Whedon's <laughs> Justice League with the mustache, and you're yeah, telling that me that looks Luke is terrible. Worse than the mustache? No, no, no. I'm not saying he's worse than the mustache. But we're talking okay, Star Wars we, right we now, set, right? I'm not talking about fucking Josh Whedon. Because, like, you know, I'm one of those rare people that I'm like, yeah, Firefly was good, but I'm not going to suck its dick like everybody else. So that being said, I'm saying that, like, the, the Mandalorian, it's, it's not grabbing me to deserve any further seasons. It's like these little microcosms of stories, like some fucking, like, serial western back in the day, like fucking Gunsmoke. I don't care. There's no reason for it to exist. It's not going into any of the lore that I actually give a shit about. It's just like everybody's grabbing onto the child and they're like, oh, it's so cute. Is he going to protect the child? You know, after, yeah, after he's always going to protect Clone the Wars, child. Who gives a fuck? I think the Mandalorian has a lot more deepness to it. Oh, absolutely. And there's does. a lot more of the, you know, a lot more of the lore comes in from 
from Clone Wars. But Paul, this so is I the appreciated difference between, it more after I watched Clone Wars. This is the difference so. between going from single ply toilet paper to double ply toilet paper. Like you're still wiping <laughs> shit off your ass, but you still gotta wash your hands when you're done with it. You see, so like other what if you actually fuck? cared if you actually cared about the Star Wars series, you would view it as a bidet that you gotta wash that shit without anybody ever having touched their own ass. Like you gotta no, treat so this with the respect. Mandalorian Every Star Wars movie has to have a giant space battle and a death killing, like a, a planet killing, like threat. Right. right. But the Mandalorian is like, you know, we don't need to have that in every like five minutes of the whatever Except we're filming. For the we're just beginning gonna do episode some, of both seasons where we have this giant sandworm and fucking Timothy yeah. Oliphant it's for no goddamn worm. reason. <laughs> Like, why the fuck is he in this TV show, man? Is it because he isn't getting paychecks anymore because he can't fucking play a main character on a television show for fucking extended cable? Yeah. So, just because you, you love to go, you, you you love to go with those Rotten Tomatoes, you know, like the the critic scores. Okay, the, so hang on, hang scores. on. Before before you go into that, I don't give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes. The only reason that I bring it up is because that's what fans, for some reason, like. I think Rotten Tomatoes is full of shit because Birds of Prey has a seventy-eight, and fucking Under Siege Two or Under Siege One has a higher rating than Black Hawk Down, which I think is full of shit, and it has a higher rating than Gladiator. <laughs> so fuck Rotten Tomatoes, just first and foremost. I look at Metacritic because that's the only one I care about. But continue your point, Trip. They give it a ninety-three, the Mandalorian series, you know, for the critics. So uh, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. yeah. What's it got on Metacritic? <laughs> Your podcast, man. <laughs> I guarantee you that it's less than fucking Rotten Tomatoes. Anyways, what were we talking about? No, I don't, we're, we were talking about The Mandalorian, so talk to me about The Mandalorian and Metacritic. Gabe's, I'll bring Gabe you. says he's bored with it because the stakes aren't high enough, and yet he's complaining 71. about how... Yeah, 71. How, like... Uh, he doesn't want every Star Wars movie to be about the Death Star or yeah. a Death Star. I mean, okay, right. so I, I'm one of those people that was turned by Rogue One because when I saw the trailer for the first time, I was like, another fucking Dude. Death Star movie? How many fucking Death Star movies do we need? I'm tired of this shit. I'm really, really tired of this shit. But when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is like way different than I thought it was going to be. It doesn't suck as badly as I was anticipating. And then as I kept watching it, past seeing it in the theaters, I was like, you know what? This movie's actually good. As much as I don't want to give it props because, like, it's an indie director who the previous movie that he had done was this movie called Monsters that I liked but I didn't love. I was like, you know what? Like, it's it's good, man. I really like it. And the more that I watch it, the more that I like it. And the more that I like it on its own, that it's like this product of the Star Wars universe that really works for me. And it really taps into something that I really like about Star Wars. And that's something that Solo well, did not do at all. I was just fucking hating every second of S- Solo that I was watching. So what was the thing that I really tapped in? Because I think it's an interesting point, and I want to expand on that. But for you, what was that that it so tapped into? What, what really tapped into me on Rogue One was just female empowerment, number one. Because I love fucking Felicity Jones. I love that woman. Like, when I saw Like Crazy, which was the first movie I ever saw her in, I was, like, attached from then. And, like, I saw On the Basis of Sex, and, like, I've seen a shitload of her other movies, but, like, with Rogue One, I felt like 
focusing in on her character and like leading it by her i'm like absolutely felicity jones is a fucking name that everybody should know because she's a great actress and like it's a good movie you know what i mean it's entertaining and riz ahmed's fucking great in it like shout out riz ahmed who's nominated this year for fucking sound of metal which is fucking fantastic on top of the fact that he's a middle eastern actor who's never played a terrorist and has fucked up his career for 10 years <laughs> because of that but you know what man it paid off man he's fucking putting in the work and he's fucking getting his oscar nomination but that being said those two actors alone on top of diego luna and the way that they handle those characters is great. Now, Donnie Yen, on the other hand, like I don't like the way that they handle his character, but that's a whole other thing because I love Donnie Yen and I think that they underutilized him in Rogue One. But all that being said, it, it really felt to me that it was like this separate storyline that didn't necessarily concentrate on the Death Star because so much of it was about fucking Felicity Jones's character trying to find her identity based on her parents being killed by the fucking empire and blah, 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 blah. And like how she fits in with this entire universe. And I really appreciated that because it felt like I was looking through her eyes, trying right. to view this. That's what the Mandalorian's about, dude. It's not about, it's not about a global threat to the universe. It's just about some dudes trying to like make, but make buy, not even you know having <laughs> a duology of episodes that actually covers one arc where the whole goddamn series is the whole fucking arc is covered in one episode. And then they move on to the next thing where it's like, Oh, I wonder if the Mandalorian is going to get out of this one. And Oh, sure enough, he does <laughs> by the end of the episode. Like it's fucking irritating, man. Like I love Giancarlo Esposito. You know, I do. And I've worked with him on Breaking Bad, and I worked with him on Godfather of Harlem, and I love the guy. I really do. He's a great dude, and he's a great actor. But his character on fucking Mandalorian is just kind of, I don't care. I, he hasn't done anything yet for me to realize that he's an actual threat. And, like, they just keep hinting on it. It's sort of the same thing that they did with Game of Thrones. I know, I know, stop, stop yelling. But it's kind of the same thing about Game of Thrones where they're like, oh, there's going to be dragons. There's going to be dragons. And it's like six fucking seasons you're sitting there. And I'm like, where are the goddamn dragons? Where's the fucking army of the dead? And then they finally come back and they're like, oh, you know what? All those eight seasons of the TV show that you've been watching, we didn't give a shit about any of that. Jon Snow is still in the fucking like black gay or the black fucking or no. The wall. He's at the ice wall. Is it the black guard? What the fuck is the name of the Castle society? Black. Huh? Castle Black. There you go. But... I just, it, it's such a betrayal of the fans, you know what I mean? It's such fucking, like, fuck you to everybody that put in their time. Last Jedi is not that. It's not a fuck you for all the time that you put into this, like, we're going to shit on everything that you believe. Because it does actually try to move characters forward. It just does it in a way that you're not comfortable with. It doesn't just put them back where you left them ten movies ago. If that makes sense. Ten movies ago or the last movie? Because... <laughs> The last movie shouldn't exist. It's the fucking New Hope, dude. Like, it's exactly the same movie. And to kill Han Solo in such a shitty way, like, that's the main reason that I hate J.J. Abrams. I'm like, dude, you took this massive character that everybody loves. He's probably the most loved character in Star Wars. And you give him the shittiest fucking death that you could possibly What's imagine by this death? emo bitch that's his son. <laughs> He's, like, what murdered by his own son. I mean, that's yeah. really... Oh, that's my God. Drama, it's Shosek Shakespearean, like... Fuck off, dude. It's not deserved. They literally did it in one fucking movie an hour and a half into the movie. They didn't even deserve that shit. They were just like, oh, you know what? 
Harrison Ford doesn't want to do this movie anymore because he's fucking 76 years old. Like, we got to kill him off, whatever. Like, it's the same thing with Indy, man. At this point, they're just whipping a dead horse. Like, stop bringing him back, for Christ's sake. Just kill him off in between movies, you know what I mean? Don't give him the satisfaction. And don't shit on his fucking character like you did in The, new, in the Force so Awakens. You're, <laughs> you piss, you're pissed off that they kill Han Solo... And you were expecting a trilogy with Han Solo, right? No, I didn't want dead. a trilogy with Han Solo. <laughs> well, then I was they like, okay, him, he's so back. They, they and did kill- the right no, thing don't by fucking that kill him. Just let him retire. He's a selfish <laughs> prick. He always has been. Let him take his money and fuck let, off wow. to some random pi- like fucking planet and hang out with some broad that he's banging at that particular time. He obviously has never given a shit about anybody unless he's guilted into it, which was evident in The New Hope. Like, just let him fuck off and live his life, man. He's the rogue. He's the maverick of this whole fucking enterprise. Let him have that. Don't kill him off by this emo little bitch that doesn't... They (laughs) fucked up Adam Driver so badly in the first movie, man. Like, that's all I gotta say. He's such a great actor, and they fucking flushed him down the goddamn toilet with the... the, I almost said A New Hope because it's the fucking Force Awakens, but it's the same goddamn movie. I'm sorry, but wasn't that the catalyst that turned him into what you are defending him in i never defended him i never defended him in the last jedi i never said that fucking i loved him as that i never defended him i think he's a whiny little bitch in all three of the movies like i just don't care i don't care about him i don't care i i I disagree i think he's fine and i think he's a good actor i'm never gonna shit on adam driver don't get me wrong i'm not shitting on him because i think he's a great actor but like He's not great in these movies. He's fucking wasted. He's a great actor that's completely wasted by all two directors that did three movies in all three movies. Donald Gleason wasn't wasted in this movie, right? Donald Gleason. Okay, so Donald Gleason up until Ex Machina has never been profited upon by anybody. That's the plain fact of the matter. Like until Ex Machina, he's never been profited upon. Like he's been in movies and other than his episode of Black Mirror that he's in, He's great in Black Mirror, the one episode that he's in. What, but wait, what about about prof- time? Come on, what the fuck? About, about time, time he's good. He's good in About Time. But the whole he's key great. of About Time is the way that Rachel McAdams and Donald Gleason's relationship works. It's not specifically focusing on Donald Gleason. Yes, he's losing his dad, and yes, it's a big thing. But a lot of it has to do with the way that he views his family and that second generation of family that he's dealing with with his father's death it has everything contextually to do with his wife and his family as it does as him as a person it's not specifically focused in on him that's what i'm trying to say like donal other than fucking other than ex machina he hasn't really been focused in on as a great actor and he is he is a great actor don't get me wrong i'm not trying to shit on him but even in the force awakens he isn't really used for his true potential nor you know like they just Fucking J.J. Abrams doesn't know how to use <laughs> actors properly. That's the plain fact of the matter. Like fucking, what's his name? The guy that the guy that plays Finn, uh, John Boyega. John Boyega did this great movie back in the day called it. Uh, fucking, oh god damn it! Now I'm gonna forget the name of it. It's a fucking Netflix okay, original what? where he continue. I'm while, sorry. While, while you think it, you you go ahead and think about that. But I'm sorry, you saying J.J. doesn't know? Like I, I disagree with that. Because I, I think that him and probably the studio choose these actors for a reason. 
He's not the one that gets final sign off on this. I let's mean, not forget. Let's not forget. For a deal stop. Here. Hang on. Let's not like, stop for a second that when they told everybody they were going to concentrate on a black actor for the first movie, that the fans freaked the fuck out and they're like, well, we don't care about a black actor. There was a very real element of racism that came out of the fandom when they said that John Boyega was the guy that they were going to fucking focus on for the first movie in the new trilogy. Let's just get that out of the way right away because, like, that fucking shit was not made up at all. There was a lot of fans that were pissed off about that, and fuck them for all that shit. I I, I agree with everything you're saying, and I do think <laughs> that, that was only the... like part one. That was the appetizer to the whole rose. Yes, oh, oh thing man, too. the rose stuff. No doubt, but man. I, no doubt. That has been something that has plagued Star Wars forever, and I don't know why they're not doing more about it. Hopefully they are with this new expansion of all their uh, whatever they're doing with Disney+. Well, Plus. the incels are going to fuck this shit up? <laughs> but, I, I, I mean, because what? From the original trilogy, you had Lando? Yeah. Yeah, but that's it. <laughs> right? It was just Lando, right? I mean... There's Lando, and then but Lando was sort of Lando was sort of kept in the uh, in the margins at bay by Han Solo, though, and that's why people were more willing to accept Lando. And even with fucking Solo, people were bitching about Donald Glover's like portrayal of Solo, and they were complaining about that shit. Like you know, what? no man. Like I mean, that's what I read anyway. Like, really. A lot of that's what I read. A lot of people don't like that. There's a very real element of racism in Star Wars. Oh, he was fandom. fucking good, man. Like, yeah, he's come good. On don't give me. I, he's the best yeah, part of that movie. Like everybody else, fucking. Like when you that. show up and he's there at the subek table, I was like, oh, this is this is a young Lando. He's got some oh, no charisma. Doubt. He's going. <laughs> That's because Donald Glover is a Sabacc, great not Sabacc, guy, dude. If you if you haven't seen Atlanta, you should be watching Atlanta because Atlanta's fucking fantastic. It's mm -hmm. a great, great TV show, man. I absolutely love that TV show, and I'm sad that it's been delayed so long with that third season. The name of the movie that I'm talking about is Imperial Dreams. Imperial Dreams, Dreams with John Boyega. It was before he did Star Wars. He got a lot of buzz at the film festivals because of his fucking like, performance in Imperial Dreams, but when they announced him for the new Star Wars role, people were bitching, and they're like, why the fuck do we have to focus on this new character that we don't care about, and blah, 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 and there was like a real element of racism that crept into that that was like pretty detestable, and that's just... Jesus. All right, look, like I'm going to say something that's really offensive, at least in a lot of fan base, is that like a lot of these sci-fi... like nerd fandom things is that there's a huge prevalence of incels that really fuck this up for everybody and it pisses me off because i'm just like i don't have to continually suck the star wars dick and not get something new and that's my main problem with the jj abrams movies is not getting something new just to appease the fucking fans that don't want anything new. They want their white characters. They want their fucking redemption. They don't want to fucking concentrate on a female character or a black character. They want their white boys that are doing whatever is happening. And that shit pisses me off, man. It really does. And JJ is the excellent example of that because he has no idea how to fucking put any sort of culture or like respect people of color in his movies. But so I, I'm not going to argue that, but. I will say, I don't think it's JJ. And for me, as a fan... You think it's Disney I rearing at, its anti-Semitic head? I, I think it is a studio and JJ, and this is the story they came up with. So tell that story. For me, 
I was done with this story after the prequels. I you felt good about Skywalker it. Skywalker altogether. I want the High Republic. I want the Old Republic. I want so Return new. of the Jedi is where it ends for you. Like you don't give a shit about any of this new shit. No, it's not where it ends. It's where it begins. There's an entire fucking galaxy. Why are we focused on the Trumps of the Star Wars world, man? Like, break the fuck out. God, God how many different solar systems do you have with how many other sentient beings? And each of those people have stories. They've got incredible stories. Like, it, it, the thing that hurts me the most is when they're like, well, you know, there's no original content for us to really pull... You're insane. <laughs> You're absolutely insane. Like there are, I mean, let's, let's get rid of all of the fucking fan stuff that has been turned into canon. Well, before they turned it into legends of canon, whatever Disney <laughs> messed that up, but <laughs> ignoring all of that, just talking about all of the comics, all of the TV shows, all of the novels. Got so much good. Honestly, what I wanted when they first announced that they were doing a new trilogy, I wanted Grand Admiral Thrawn. And we did yeah. get him in the TV series Rebels, which is mm -hmm. gave you, well, let's just be honest, you're never going to watch that because it's more kid than Clone Wars. But <laughs> Grand Admiral Thrawn, like the most evil motherfucker, he's like Putin. He is intelligent beyond belief. Like he is intelligent and evil, and it's just there. And right. there's no there's no morals. That's it. Right. That's that's the villain that I want to see. Mm -hmm. Storyline around that. Why 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 did I get this? Okay, if you want to tell the story, go ahead. Tell the story. Do they whatever had to you want. The Skywalker right. saga, dude. <laughs> Kill the Death Star twice. <laughs> you did. You did. You know what? I, after all this discussion, we still haven't brought up, which I believed was the the original aspect of this fucking episode, was that we were going to talk about the prequels because the prequels are the worst piles of shit in the fucking Star Wars saga, like by far. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you have to say about Revenge of the Sith or blah, 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 blah. But like Phantom Menace and Clone Wars is such a fucking pile of fucking rancor shit sitting on the bottom of a pit. Like, it is exactly that, man. Like, there is nothing good about episodes one or two. Episodes three, I'll, or episode three, I'll give a little bit of a leeway to, but I fucking hate Hayden Christensen, and he fucks that movie up into this, like, I'm an emo bitch mentality that fucks up that whole goddamn movie. Like, tell me, okay, this is going back to the objectivity thing. Like, so, I know you don't like this movie. I know you don't like it. But objectively, is it the worst out of the Star Wars canon? Like, look at the prequels and tell me that Last Jedi is worse than The Phantom Menace. Yes. <laughs> oh. God dang. <laughs> like, and I, and so and, and here's the thing because remember, I gave this a six, and I, I do think that there are parts of it that are good. There's just like, I mean, 
you want to go back and talk about the Snyder Cut about there being too much. There's an entire casino oh scene that you didn't need. It doesn't actually do anything in this from a oh movie perspective. <laughs> Not to mention the overt sexism that Poe Dameron does with the Vice Admiral, um, or how they but he gets up shut down by that. It's not Star rewarded. Wars. It's not rewarded. Poe Dameron's fucking sexism is not rewarded in this movie. Let's get that straight right now. You kidding me? Like, so he gets shut down by getting tasered, and then once he's on the ship to escape, he's not put in jail because he committed but, a mutiny. No, no, no. Stop, he's stop, like, stop, stop. Oh, no, no, because his fucking his perspective the of the woman was altered by the fucking maneuver itself. When the fucking when she flies the ship through the fucking you know, spaceship like it is fundamentally altered because he realizes that everything that he presumed about the woman was incorrect. It was fucking corrected. He wasn't rewarded for his fucking sexism. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not rewarded. It's not reinforced. He is challenged directly by his interaction with that woman. Am I wrong? Not wrong, but still, like, you're <laughs> shitting on a character. Like, why is he doing it anyways? Why not just trust this badass woman who he's heard of in the past and he had respect for until he figured out that she was a woman? All right, so talk to me about uh, The Clone Wars, which I think is Paul's worst hated movie out of this entire Star are, Wars saga. Are, are we are we, are we we going through all the Star Wars? Like, I'm down, or does this need to be another As well, thing? we're going to get into this, bro. Like, I don't want you to keep <laughs> shitting on The Last <laughs> Jedi like it's the worst the fucking thing out of Star Wars universe. The Clone Wars set up. talking about Attack of the Clones? Attack or? of the Clones. Sorry, I'm Attack of the Clones, yes. Attack of the Clones set up some of what I thought was the greatest storylines by introducing the Clone Wars aspect to the Star Wars universe. Is it only because, because of the TV show that you feel that way, though? Partially. I will say partially, but also... And this before the TV show, because uh, there were video games that came after it, Right. I love the aspect from the clones and mm -hmm. I love bringing that in there. And I, and the third one that came in after that, right. The return of the Sith. When you see Cody and you see these clones revenge and they have to the make this, this revenge of the Sith, you have to see them and they have to go out and it messes with them a little bit in order to kill all the Jedi they've been working with. All of those seeds are planted in, um, attack of the clones. Attack of the Clones. Also, you're really starting to see how Palpatine is starting to get his fingers underneath Anakin. <laughs> and Obi-Wan is just gorgeous. Like, he's awesome. <laughs> with him riding the fucking lizard, you're okay with that? They've been riding lizards since the very beginning, man. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are people only allowed to ride horses? Like the space horses get him a cow. and the Skywalker is a pile of shit. Like goddamn, the fucking space horses and they're in the Rise of Skywalker movie. I hated that shit. But Paul, talk to me. Talk to me about Attack of the Clones, man. Is that the movie that you view as being the worst pile of shit in the Star Wars universe? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think. Well, aside from you know the final number nine, 
Like, Rise of Skywalker, yeah. Yeah, no, that that took it to a whole new level of terribleness. But uh, Attack of the Clones, it the acting is really what gets to me, the script. <laughs> and that they went to the the full digital production. Right. And, like, literally everything is green screen. There are no props. Yeah, it looks like it's shit, just, yeah. Yeah, there's, like, these big, big, big missing pieces of, like, how you interact with the world. And it right. just, yeah, it looks like uh, it's all green screen. All right, so let me let me ask terrible. both of you guys this. Let me start with you, Paul. Is that, like, rank everything that you've seen that's Star Wars in ascending order from best to worst? Like... You, you, I, I will say negate uh, the Clone Wars because you haven't seen all of that. You've seen the 20 episodes or whatever that you were supposed to watch for this fucking podcast episode. But talk to me negating that because you haven't seen the entirety of it. Tell me top to bottom what your, what your hierarchy is. Wait, we're just talking about the movies here now. The movies and the fucking like TV shows, like Mandalorian, could be thrown in there and shit like that. How would you rank them? I don't think this is a fair question. Like this, this takes time. I don't know about you guys. Are you serious? You haven't fucking thought about this? No, I mean I know what I think the best are, but then in order to or. Do you know how much Star Wars there is? All right, so stop. All right, I'll, I'll 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 truncate this a little bit. I'll throw out the TV shows as well. Give me the Star Wars saga from top to bottom, the nine episodes that there are. Give me the fucking Star Wars saga. What you think your rating is on each, like in terms of the hierarchy? What's the best to the worst? Paul, New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. Uh probably force awakens last jedi uh whatever the fuck that uh attack of the clones no first one first phantom of the prequel phantom menace return of the clones and attack rise of, the clones. of skywalker and then yeah. rise of rise skywalker last okay at the end. yeah all right so trip give me your give me your nine uh ranking here your skywalker so this- ranking and this isn't including Rogue One, right? No, not including Rogue One. Okay. Or Solo. Um, yeah, so I would probably do New Hope, Empire, Force Awakens, um, mm, Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> uh, Return of the Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, and God damn you. God fucking I, damn you. I would do... I can't I can't decide on Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones and then Last Jedi at the bottom. Last Jedi at the bottom. Holy shit. Wow. And, and, it, and, it, and it's, it's really just because like it's the it's the the hold on like and he, he, Every terrorist organization in the galaxy. You can't tell me that somewhere in the galaxy, after how many years has the Star Wars universe been around, no one has thought, oh, this would be a great way to do a 9-11. So why why has nobody done it before Ryan Johnson did it? 
Because that's not how the work, the universe works, or something like that. You go into another dimension or some shit <laughs> when you go into hyperspace. Like, there you go. That's why right. no one's done it before. But now it's, suddenly it's possible, and I, I, I think it is. What's wrong with it, having it, the war atrocities on the other side? That's what I'm saying. What's wrong with that? So, so here, here my my issue with is bringing it into the universe at all then negates everything in the past you're absolutely uh-huh. right if it was a completely you know make sense universe you're right somebody at some point would have thought about that and they should have had a precaution or something in order to make sure that it never happened but they didn't no one ever thought about it until you know quote unquote the first season one episode four of the clone wars where they <laughs> messed with uh mess with the hyperspace engine in order to run it into a planet and that vaguely resembles what they did with this because all they did was knock it off course so that it ran into a planet instead of slicing through it or slicing through an armada (laughs) or anything on that you know but it it, it's a if if you want to go into that it's like why doesn't Indiana Jones have, you know, why why doesn't he have something in his, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of with Indy in his series, but. Why doesn't why he get just pull out his gun and shoot the guy with the sword? <laughs> so, so like, here, here's a better, in, in, in Friends, why don't they have cell phones? I don't care almost about friends. All their got almost all of their damn problems could have been solved with cell phones. I get it. In the nineties, I don't not care a whole about bunch people had cell phones. Why are we what, talking about friends? <laughs> if you added something into the equation later in the series, then it ruins everything previously. Like Yeah. So you're saying you're saying that it undermines what the what the resistance stands for by her doing that. Everything that happened before this movie it undermines all that shit by her moment of self sacrifice. No, it just nothing makes sense I, anymore because it's universe. like, why is New Hope? Why don't they just take one of their ships and blast into the Death Star and destroy it that way? That's easy. <laughs> why do they have to like do this whole dramatic attack? You know, why don't they just put? Why don't they just take asteroids and put light light speed drives on them and blow up planets that way? It's a billionth giant moon base thing. You know? what the fuck? I, I mean, because if, 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 we're, if we're being realistic here, and you know, it breaks I'm, I'm everything. A, I'm gonna, I'm yeah, I'm gonna look to Paul because Paul's more science than both of us combined. Um, but I'm not looking at Star Wars for science. It's an action adventure okay. that takes place in space. When right. I want an action adventure that has opera. to do with science, I'm gonna look at Star Trek. Because their shit makes sense. If I if I have to break it down and be like, oh, so that's how we came up with the idea of cell phones. I can go back to Star Trek and be like, those motherfuckers thought of it beforehand. Because they're they the like, oh yeah, yeah, people people probably would have this in the future. Go figure. Right. Looking for that from Star Wars. You're ruining a universe by coming up with something in order to make sure that your one idea works. So what was your science-based uh, supposition upon Paul in that statement? 
I, w- I was confused on why you were saying you were going to lean on Paul on that, and then you didn't ask a question or like. Well, I mean, like none of the, it's not science in this whole movie or series of movies. It's dramatic space battles that George Lucas wanted to look like World War II dogfights, which makes no right. sense in space just because of the distances we're talking about. But anyways, <laughs> he wanted dogfights, and they're really cool. And everything, but everything that happens, all of the space battles, all of the concepts of why they build ships, it makes enough sense in its own universe up until the point where they do the the maneuver, and then it breaks everything, and you're just that like, really okay, they just threw all, all view, right? yeah, they so threw like, away all the if- rules. And if, just, if that wasn't in here, how would you have viewed the movie, movie if that wasn't in here? Like, would you have viewed it more, <laughs> like, charitably because it wasn't in there? That's that's really what fucked it up for you. It sounds like both yeah. of you. And that up. was one of the biggest ones. I remember seeing that in the theater. And there were several, there were a lot of things that were leading up to that. But when they did that as kind of the... To get out it's of a jail free card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just I spent five minutes thinking about what that meant for the universe and I ignored the rest of the story and I was just <laughs> pissed off why they did that. That's wild. It just man. blew that... it blew me off off fucking my Star Wars light horse. Speed hole and... into fucking reality yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Wow man, that's uh that's intense. It, I didn't realize it it's was interesting. Such a... I'm with Paul and I can't think of another movie or another series that has done that to me. Like there's nothing else that is completely shaking me. Skull. No, not, <laughs> not in this way. I mean, cause you're, you're talking about nine movies, right? You're talking right. about, and that's just the films. What about the that's third including... Hobbit movie? <laughs> I mean, no. in the 90s, there was a ton of, like, Star Wars flight simulator type games. Right. Mm-hmm. And all the combat, like, made sense in that kind of world that they built. But as soon as you, like, make light speed weapons of any type, it breaks all of that. <laughs> and it just doesn't make any sense that no one ever thought to do it before. And it was such a shock that someone would do it. Maybe it's an no honorable sense. thing out of desperation. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like nobody had done it before. No one is honorable, honorable, man. No one in this universe is honorable. They're all seedy in the gangster motherfuckers. Nobody is fucking honorable in the, the rebellion. The rebellion is all about wait, wait, Gabe, doing whatever you, it takes to win. Like, are you talking about someone who is committing what would be a terrorist act is an honorable act? No, it's an it's a it's a don't they're fucking wiping put, out. No, 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 don't put that shit in my mouth. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that in this universe, like her moment of self-sacrifice is that moment of clarity for them that they may have to do things that they're not proud of in order to get the upper hand on the fucking uh empire. That's what I'm trying to say. Like this is the moment that they're trying to figure out if they're going to ha- it's the fucking Hiroshima and Nagasaki moment. You know what I mean? Like what they did is detestable. They shouldn't have done it. But what they did was What's wrong with what they did? They What? Fucking they flying used a goddamn... one of their persons to blow up 
a bunch of ship. I mean, we've seen in all of the past episodes of Star Wars, they don't give a fuck about collateral damage, about all the all the people and the families on the Death Star that die, right. the millions of people that die right. in that one moment when Luke fires his proton torpedo. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's about winning. They have right. some ground rules, you know, they they're not evil, but if you're with the Empire, you're fair game. You know, they don't give so a fuck. So what's wrong with that shit then to blow up the fucking empire in the way that she did? Like I'm I'm confused it on breaks, where the disconnect comes from. It breaks I, I get all it from of a, the reasons I get it for from why a, they have well, the space combat scenes, which are the main reason why you go to see Star a Star Wars, Wars movie. It just breaks <laughs> I think, I think that, all of the mechanics, all of the, the like reasoning behind so it's, the it's ships a, and why they fly a, around the way they mechanical, do it's a mo- it's a mechanical and a fucking like it's a mechanical thing for you it's a mechanical uh and logistical thing for you it's not yeah. necessarily a moralistic thing for you no nothing to do with morals the, the the rebels they have a few rules that they don't break but as far as when it comes to killing people of the empire they don't give a fuck they'll do anything <laughs> Because they have right. to. They're the rebels. They're scrappy. They have no resources. They have no resources. They'll kill everything. Right. So <laughs> for me, it's 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 less, you know, that they did that. Because Paul's right. I mean, th- there are no morals, right? The, the rebels kill the Empire. The Empire kills... I mean, thank God in the prequels, they were killing droids and clones because, oh, that made everybody <laughs> feel better. Um, yeah. And the robots more to just kill them. <laughs> oh man! Imagine replacing just go in and CGI all of the droids that get cut up in the free prequel <laughs> movies with lightsabers and just replace those with people, human beings. And yeah. God, what a horrendous like yeah genocide of movie that is. Absolutely. Well, I, I I mean, I will say if you you guys ever go back, you watch all the Clone Wars. Yeah, the no, amount of clones like that violent. die, yeah. like I'm like. Oh my god. They so because they're clones, they're not people. But then you have these clone-centric episodes where it's like they have yeah, lives, they, they are, are sentient beings. They know who they are, they all have individual personalities. Yeah. No, that this is a massacre and we're showing this yeah. to children. <laughs> awesome. No, and um, I mean there's plenty of episodes in the Clone Wars where it's like humanoids being cut to ribbons, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds in each episode by lightsabers right. and stuff. I'm like, God damn, this is I don't feel <laughs> but, good about watching this, honestly. It's <laughs> fucked up. I, I mean, and for me, like in in this movie, I don't care that she wiped out the armada. It's the way it's the maneuver that she did that just it it, it it takes a crap on everything that was Star Wars before. Like Paul was talking about, why can't you just have run that into the first Death Star? <laughs> why Why didn't the Sith, or let's, let's take it back to the prequels, um, why didn't the, uh, the Separatists, who were all about the droids, why didn't they take a, just a whole bunch of droid drone ships and fly that into Coruscant and blow up the Senate building? Right. Then you kill Palpatine, then you kill all the senators, then you can go off and have your separatist alliance. No it's problem. Because George Lucas at all was trying to drag this out rather than <laughs> actually fucking like conclude that part of the story. Yeah. 
And it's never if, explicit. If Ryan Johnson I mean, even, hadn't done even it in New Hope, movie. they talk about like hyperspace navigation and you have to plan it out so you don't like crash into a supernova or something like that. Right. So you realize there's something going on with hyperspace, but the fact that they went and took one of their ships and they managed to destroy half or two thirds of the first order ships with one ship, it just breaks everything that they do in the previous movies. It just doesn't make any sense. So that, that really no one is would do the largest that. point of contention for it. both of you is this moment. It really <laughs> is. That's the fucking moment yes. that Johnson lost you. Because even in the third movie, like, and I rewatched that today, J.J. Abrams uh, put it in there to try to, you know, appease people. And <laughs> one of the characters was like, oh, what about the Holdo maneuver? And Lando was like, oh, no, that's a one in a, mi- one in a million. That's not an answer for me. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so like, it's hard. It's what? Yeah. And then when yeah. they're at uh, Exocor, I think is the name of the planet where Palpatine is and all of his, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the one massive like ships. Cough medicine, yeah. All of the massive ships up there. Exogen, and then the I end, think, is the name of it. Exogen. Mm, anyway, continue, continue. I'm going to look it up after this. Uh, but after that, there's a moment there where before all the, you know, people of the universe have come together because Lando went out and said, hey, shit's about to go down. And he brought them there right before that. There's a moment where Poe's like, I'm sorry, everybody. I led us into this. I really thought that we could do it. If he is, you know, if he has any morals as a human being and realizes that the rest of the galaxy is about to be enslaved to a cloned emperor who doesn't care about anything because Mm -hmm. of the thousands of ships that are about to go into atmosphere, why don't they all pull the exact same maneuver and try to take out as many as possible to save how many millions, if not trillions, Falcon of lives into the, into the emperor himself? Yeah, it just breaks. You would everything. save trillions of lives <laughs> by taking out that massive fleet there. Ryan Johnson broke Star Wars. That's the reason why yeah. you fucking hate on this shit. Okay, all right. I don't. I don't think it was just Ryan. I mean, and there was a specific guy I was reading. He he said it in a Twitter who was a part of Lucas. He was like, "Oh well, you know." There was precedent because of Clone Wars in the first season, which is why I went back and watched the Malevolence, where they just drove right. a ship into a planet. Right. You're grasping at straws. Come out, <laughs> say, you're right. We we tried something. It wasn't good. Let's redo. <laughs> it didn't work for everybody, yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. You know, like if if that's if that's your moment that people are betraying like their most cl- closely held values, and that's the big reason why, like logistically and moralistically, that you're gonna hold on to this, I can buy that. But like, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was dope. So like, there's that. I I yeah. did see. And so here's here's the thing: is even if you you didn't come out and apologize for it make up a reason that it did work not a oh it's a one in a million you know anybody could do it it's just a one in a million chance well i, I read a fan a theory that piece of shit like jj abrams he's not gonna come up with a good reason bro like did you see super it, it's, like it's, it's was not a pile of shit like it's not abrams that guy. lucas 
Lucasfilms come up with something. Disney come up with something. We know that you've got good writers. Like I saw a yeah, fan theory when that was like, well, Mulan two or Aladdin two or oh, fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, are we are we are we gonna go through every like? Come on, <laughs> fucking I mean, uh, like, Lion King. It's too late. I mean, King you're not up. gonna spend a bunch of time because some fanboys are on some forums like complaining about the holding maneuver or whatever the fuck it is. So. See, but I I think they've just the problem was from the. It, I agree with you. It's too late now. I think what you should have done is then and really kind of dig in and try to find something to then resolve it in the Abrams one. Like the one fan, because I've been through multiple message boards, the one fan board that I liked was someone was saying what it was is it's an explosion that was triggered because the ship was trying to go through when Ray and Kylo Ren were doing their force thing. And it's a stretch, but I could have been like, okay, the force is something that connects everybody. This right. ship is trying to run into one ship because it hit at the right moment. Yeah, it makes when no they're sense because the together, Admiral Lady had no this... idea that was happening. And so she wouldn't have tried it knowing that it wouldn't work. Right. Yeah. So what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's pointless. But yes, Gabe, that was the moment. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> There's so many of those like stupid script decisions in this movie and that's that's the icing on the cake or or whatever you know that's that's the worst one but just so many things so all right so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this out a little bit larger and say out of everything (laughs) that's star wars uh that's filmed meaning that it's you know the tv series or the movies or whatever the fuck spinoffs what's the worst one out of the batch like not out of just Skywalker saga, like throw in the Clone Wars in there, throw in the fucking Mandalorian in there, throw in Solo, throw in uh, Rogue One. Go video games, Star Wars, no, 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 Pod not Racer, just, or something just like movies. That. I'm sorry, just movie, filmed entertainment, filmed entertainment, movies and television. The original holiday special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, no doubt, old, man. no doubt. Yeah, that's, that's some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really bad. Yeah, no doubt. All right, in terms of the lore, though, in terms of the lore, because the holiday special was more like dick service than anything else. So, in terms of the lore, what what's the worst out of the batch? I think Solo falls beneath this for me. Solo really got it to you. Yeah, I mean, you hit it earlier. He is a... He's an icon for fans. Yeah. Um, And to disservice him as strongly as they did is a really unforgivable thing, for sure. uh, So where where was the disservice in that? it It was the changeover when you can really tell that the movie changed its tone when Ron Howard came on because Phil Lord and Christopher Miller have a very specific style like with the lego movie and the 21 drum street movies like they they seem to make sense in order to do the solo movie because of the way that fucking han solo is and then to fire them in the middle of production and have ron howard who's this fucking hack like fucking sentiment sentimental Why do you call him a hack all the time because he's I mean, fucked up he's for the last 10 years movies. dude at least the last 10 years he's fucked up 
since the Da Vinci Code, he hasn't made one uh, great movie. You know what I mean? Like Da Vinci Code. His fucking, racing movie was fine. Yeah, with me. Rush is good. Rush is good. I'm so, not going to yeah. debate that, but it's not great. Like if you look at all of his other movies, if you stack that up pound for pound for Apollo 13, are you going to tell me that it actually Has Ridley like, Scott done any up? good movies in the past 10 years? Ridley Scott did American Gangster, motherfucker. That was a great movie. Eh. <laughs> You're gonna say it's an American gangster? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> what was about the Martian? Dude? The Martian's t- a great movie. Right, what right, the right, fuck right, are you right, talking right, about? Fine, fine. The Shut the fuck up. Has made plenty of blah movies. In yeah, the past he has. He has. Years, but on so. the whole, he's done too many great ones for you to look the other way. Like if you look at Ron Howard, Ron Howard's done Apollo 13. He's done A Beautiful Mind, and. Holly Grinch stole Christmas. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. Hey! He's done, all right. If you can do two great movies in your career, I mean, what? I mean, no really doubt, complain man. I mean, about that? No, <laughs> like, I know, I know. But if you look at Ridley Scott, on the other hand, you know, you got Blade Runner, you got uh, Black Hawk fine. Down. Ridley you got Scott Friday, is plenty got, better, but he can still make Alien. Yeah, so, I mean, Counselor is uh, proof of that, motherfucker. Like, goddamn. Uh, I'm sorry, with Ron Howard as well, y'all forgetting he made one of the best movies of all time, Willow. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. You're going to bring up Cocoon, too, you piece of shit? <laughs> Is that what you're going to bring up next? No, no, I'm bringing up Willow, man. Come on. No, Willow's it's good. A, you know they're going to do, you know gonna do a sequel of Willow, right? I, I am so excited. I, 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 I love Willow. I love fun, like, yeah. I, mean, they got I like Backstreet Boys for what it is. Property for what it, I mean, they paid four billion dollars for that shit too. Yeah, no so doubt. As well no doubt. Yeah. But he fucked up Solo to no end, bro. Like he really fucked that up. Don't I don't think he fucked it up. I'm gonna go so, out and say right. that Solo wasn't as bad as you say it is. What's the I worst? Fun. What's What's <laughs> the worst out of all the filmed entertainment properties for you? Not video games. Not books. Filmed entertainment, TV shows, fucking movies. I, I don't know what all what all there is out there. I haven't seen them all. That you've seen, that you've seen. <laughs> That's the point. I mean, Clone Wars isn't that great. <laughs> I mean, it, but it's a, it's you. like a kids. <laughs> it's like kind of a mid-budget kids TV show until it, it is starts taking itself more seriously, and then. It's like almost a completely different thing by the time they get to the the Disney Plus last season where yeah. it was oh. actually pretty awesome. I thought that was like the sixth season was great, but like it was a trod trying to get through a lot of those episodes on your your greatest list there. <laughs> sort of. It was. And I, I mean, I'm it glad it did it because it it does like when I watch I I watched like the big story arc episodes there's probably like 40 to 60 hours worth of shit that i watched mm-hmm. for those and then going and watching attack the clones and revenge of the sith like especially revenge of the sith it like gives you so much more in that movie when you have the background of all the kind of ancillary characters and everything like that i could see that and it it there's more impact and I think it makes that movie a better movie, which is kind of surprising. I, I, <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, it gives I you the, the background in Mandalorian too, as 
you right. know, there's I, a lot more going on there too. I, I think that's the right. greatest thing for me about Clone Wars is it expanded the universe. Yeah. And it showed you more of the characters. Like for me, I mean, other than season episodes, seven with a lot to do that. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, uh, other episodes than in order to do that, like you can expand the universe pretty significantly. Oh, for sure. And, and they, I think they did it in a great way. Yeah. It's, it, it is primarily targeted towards a kid audience, not as much as rebels. Uh, that was, that was hard to get through. Um, but I'm glad not I sure did. If I give a shit um, enough to watch that. But <laughs> see, that's uh, where your another... nerd dumb, like, but there, where there's, you there's a, me, trip. there's another one. I don't, even remember the name of it but it's like meant for toddlers and oh. i couldn't make it through an episode i was like yeah this is not jar jar binks i, I want to do it but oh my god when jar jar binks shows up in the fucking clone wars is like i'm out bro like i can't fucking do this <laughs> I, I will say though oh, like clone wars other than that last season with ahsoka storyline my favorite is where they expand on obi-wan and you get obi-wan and his love interest and spoiler alert when darth maul kills her (laughs) in front of him like that's fucking yeah no i mean if you look at the Mm. movies obi-wan is not that interesting as a person like you barely know anything about him Mm -hmm. really but yeah the clone wars gives him a lot more going on underneath so that yeah that's good positive but so you're excited for the obi-wan spinoff tv show there trip that's a serious question, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> they got they they actually have Ewan McGregor, right? Because last I heard, they yeah, were negotiating that motherfucker. Nope, they got Ewan McGregor, and it. Yes, I, I'm very I'm. I, I'm a little bit worried about what they're gonna do because he's on Tatooine. Um, Tatooine's but, boring. I mean, you're bringing <laughs> Obi Wan back, um, you know, and with Ewan McGregor who is space Jesus. So <laughs> you, you, you can't really, you can't do much better than that. He's, yeah. he's a gorgeous man and he plays that role perfectly. Yeah. You know what the best, one of the best star Wars, like spinoff things that's ever occurred for me personally is the, uh, the family guy trilogy of uh star wars episodes is fucking fantastic oh, jesus christ i love that shit it's pretty <laughs> bad those were annoying to me for the most what? part Dude, come on <laughs> <laughs> i like how they make fun of the problems with star wars yeah, like, uh, there, there are problems with star wars that you're willing to look the other way on because it's such a great like original trilogy and like when you look back on it in retrospect 20 30 years on you're like uh yeah yeah i mean that's a minor bitch, but yes, it's absolutely like correct, you know. And like I appreciate that about Family Guy being able to pick that apart with the with their Star Wars trilogy. The robot chicken thing, on the other hand, not so much. But that's that's a whole nother bag of worms. But anyway, so that's amazing. I think my favorite robot chicken is uh the fuck happens. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is annoying, so someone lightsabers him, but then he comes back as a Star Wars ghost and is just <laughs> as annoying, but now immortal. <laughs> so, <laughs> Darth Vader does. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> he comes back, it's like, Annie! 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 Oh, oh. <laughs> so good. So good. All right, so anyway, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. So, I mean, you guys, you... 
Trip, you obviously said that The Last Jedi is the bottom of your list in terms of the movies. And Paul, you're not too far off from that. So looking forward to I, I, I really view this as being like a Marvel situation, right? Like, I really like the Infinity War saga and blah, 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 blah. But like, by the time that we get to the end of it, I just don't care about Winter Soldier and Falcon. I don't care about anything that's going to happen past that WandaVision. I don't care. Because, like, I, I viewed it as being like, okay, I've sat through 20 somewhat, 24 movies or something like that in order to get where I am now. Like, I don't care about anything past this because at least half of them I didn't give a shit about. So with, with this, like, Star Wars saga, just in terms of the movies, like, I fucking hate the prequels, even though, you know, Revenge of the Sith kind of has, like, a little more detail, like you were saying, Paul, as I was watching the Clone Wars, and I was, I was also equally surprised by that. But this new trilogy, obviously, I hate the J.J. Abrams movies. I like Aaron, or I like Ryan Johnson's movie. I fucking hate Solo, and I like Rogue, or, uh, Rogue One. But in terms of moving past this, I really don't know what they're going to do, number one. And number two, I don't really care. That's, like, the main thing about it. I don't care other than Ryan Johnson's, like, collection of movies. I don't care what they're going to do. So are you really feeling as positive and as excited about what's coming down the pipeline for Star Wars past this? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... For me, yes, um, I disagree with you on the Marvel only because I was exactly in your shoes. Mm-hmm. And then I saw one division mm-hmm. and it gave me hope because yet, so. So, all right, no spoilers then. It wasn't a bullshit interpretation of, OK, let's do more superheroes. It's a human story that they did there. Okay. And WandaVision is a set series. There is never going to be any more WandaVision episodes ever. They had a story to tell. Season? No season. It, it, think of it like a, a mini, like a UK mini series. Huh. Th- this is it. This is all you're getting. And they went in with it with that in mind. And it's. Hmm. And the character, the, the the human element to it, if they're able to bring that to Star Wars, which I do think Ryan Johnson could do, and something else, um, <laughs> I, I think it would be incredible. Mm-hmm. It, it is a very, you know, thread the needle. It's it's a hard thing to hit. I haven't seen the Captain and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier yet. We're gonna. Yeah, we're going to watch that tomorrow. Uh, but like, especially seeing what, you know, following Disney like I do and the Star Wars and Marvel and all that nerd stuff, which I love, proud nerd. Um, <laughs> I, I I think that I did not have faith in them at all because they tied it up perfectly at the end of that last movie for Marvel. Like once you had the portal scene, I was done. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm done. This is gorgeous. Like on your left and Jesus, you, you, you sold me. <laughs> I don't, I don't need anything else. I know what happens. Tony snaps it. 
we're good. I never have to do this again. Try something else. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it was because my expectations were low. I was surprised. With and if vision. they can, if they can do that with Star Wars, because I, I'm a fan of the Mandalorian, I take it for what it is. I know it's serialized. I know I'm going to see a episode of the week thing for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need the job of the Hutt series, but yeah. with Boba Fett, but whatever. Yeah, we can um, skip that. Yeah. It's a, it's a movie uh, of the week kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, if they are to continue the movies with this, I'm excited for it if they tell it in that kind of same fashion. Hmm. Okay. So, Paul, are you excited for shit that's coming down Star Wars pipeline? Like all the spinoff series? I don't really care. I mean, I don't. I don't think I'm a fan anymore. If there's a good Star Wars movie or trilogy or show, I will watch it because Mm -hmm. it's a good movie or show. But I think I'm just totally burnt out on on Star Mm -hmm. Wars at this point. I mean, it's been what? uh, Hopefully they can four years. (laughs) Hopefully they can do something different with it, and uh, I can be a fan again. Yeah. (laughs) Like Lord of the Rings, you just kind of tapped out <laughs> at this point after the Hobbit. Yeah the 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 extended edition of uh, the last Hobbit movie, Battle of Five Armies. That's that's what did that for me. I'm okay. <laughs> I don't. You know, I'm waiting for Wheel of Time. Yeah, I'm super yeah, excited about that. that for a while. Yeah, and whenever that fuck happens, and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been really enjoying uh, my expanse as well. That's that's a good. I one. still haven't seen that. I need to oh, that's watch great. That. That's a more realistic sci-fi, mm-hmm. where there's pretty decent science behind everything that they're doing. You know, I mean, sure, there's the science fiction aspect, but it right. all actually has a lot of good stuff in there about space travel and how far and how long it takes to get places and. <laughs> Space battles are pretty badass in that in that show. So check it out if you haven't seen it. I will. I'll have to check it out. But I mean, I will say that you guys, I was expecting to have one of our friendships like be faltered upon this conversation, and that we were going to question about our position as friends. But that being said, I always yeah, appreciate. I think we've been been through too much to like. You know, yeah. get mad at each other over Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. There's plenty of other grievances that we could start dragging out that maybe, you know, I don't think Star Wars is going to do that. (laughs) All right, well. Not going to give Star Wars that power. No. (laughs) Even though, I mean, Lucas doesn't deserve that. I mean, I've had a big problem with Lucas for a long time, but all that being said. It's not a force power that Ryan Johnson invented. What? <laughs> All right. So, anyway, dear listeners, thank you for joining us once again for this uh, May 4th special on Star Wars. This is the Movie Dicks Podcast. May the 4th be with you. Regardless of what I say, I enjoy Star Wars. Regardless, there's never anything other than Solo that actually offended me. I've had problems with a lot of shit over the years. So all that being said, I look forward to new Star Wars things. I look forward mostly to Ryan Johnson. Everybody else can go fuck themselves. But that's besides the point. So, Thank you, listeners, once again for joining us. 
This is the Movie Dicks Podcast. I am Gabriel Chavez. I'm Paul Schendel. I'm Trip. <laughs> Trip, let's definitely have you on for more episodes, man. I want to get into Star Trek because I want to know where your uh, allegiances lie with Picard versus Kirk versus everybody else. And uh, what do you think about the new Picard series and all that. The new Picard I, uh, series, man. I was, I was, uh, I, I thought it was. I haven't more seen the new one. I need to. I thought it was more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was just going to be, like, this ham-fisted bullshit, but I actually, like, enjoyed some of it. I didn't enjoy all of it, but I enjoyed some of it, so. That being said, thank you guys once again. Rate, review, subscribe, all that shit. And until next time, thank you guys. Have a great night. comes to save the day. How is that? Smuggler's butt gets away. Because, okay. It just dragged him like a mile. I don't get it. Where did she learn how to fly so good? First giving her all these abilities. She just fucking do anything. Jedi girl. The force looks easy when she gives it a whirl. She just doesn't. Gallo tries to see what's in her head. She turns the tables and reads instead. What? That's what I said. And when they show up to blow up the big Death Star, it's like a Death Star. kills Death. He's so bad. Gone too far. Ray wins the saber fight. How? Don't know how. Just because she's McGuffin girl. Now she's living in a Disney world. As long as any Disney, I don't care. And now she's looking for a Star Wars band. Well, at least it was better than Phantom. Uh,
the Jedi girl. Magic 